song. I forgot. I forgot. I prepared a song this time, so I'm not quite. I'm not very good at singing, uh, but it's like an ironic joke. So welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode seventy-four, three, seventy-four, three. Which one are we on now? I don't know. I think it's seventy-three, but I'm gonna say seventy-four. Nah, seventy-five. You think seventy-five? Maybe. Shit. Okay. Um. So you've written a song, have you? I wrote a song for the podcast today. Don't worry, guys. I've got my finger on the mute button. You've got your finger on the mute button? Just... You've got your finger on the trigger. Your heart is racing. All right, that's another song. So, so there's been a lot of a lot of sad, sad, horrible people out there. This could have this could have easily done to be done to the Cheers theme, but I chose the Friends theme because I thought it'd be ironic. Um, you ready? Hold on a sec. If you're going to sing it to the Friends theme. Are you going to load up the Friends theme? I want everybody to know I can't sing. This is like, this is going to oh, be... that's a shame. I know, right? Can you get a MIDI version? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> I've got no Friends MIDI. No, we want the... There we go, bad MIDI. That's what we want. What? This isn't the... It's a bad MIDI version of it. Okay. Uh. No, this isn't gonna work. It needs to be. Can it be. Can we. You got a friend in me? We try it. You got a friend in me. I don't know, man. Maybe they haven't got them. No, no, no. Put, just put in rem- Remembrance. Hold on. Okay, has so it got timing? Oh, Friends. Friends is. Fourth. Third. I love Baywatch. It's that whole fucking song from Baywatch. I think, yeah, I think they did the whole song. Where's the Friends one? There you go. Wait. You'll go back a little. Alright, wait. Okay. So I think I got the timing right on this. Well, it's, it's, I think it's still going. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, you're already ready for this event. Because you know the joke is the problem. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Because we're friends. Your opinion's a joke, you're broke. Your views are DOA. It's like your race isn't superior. Because you're white. And when you're blamed society, your friends just don't seem to care. Don't and give a shite. I'll be there for you. Put down your tiki torch. I'll be there for you. Please call your dad. <laughs> I couldn't come up with lyrics to this part. So. Oh, I've missed out words as well. I won't calls anymore. I didn't answer your calls anymore. Oh, what? No, there's another verse! Can you replay it? No, you'd have to have the whole song. No, because go back and replay it. That's all there is on no, the... No, but go back and replay that. because no, the I've next got... bit is no... Yeah, it's you're still in bed at you. ten and work began at eight. You blame the left-wing media because fake news they propagate. Oh. Donald Trump told you that whites will rise one day, but he didn't tell you how hard it was to join the KKK. It's <laughs> not that hard. <laughs> that was the better verse. It was meant to lead into that verse. The first one shit. Oh. They're all the same. Why didn't I copy that verse? Fuck! Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, anyway, welcome to Crow Apocalypse. <laughs> Shout enough. Yeah. 
The liberal media, you know how it is. Us liberals yeah. don't get nothing, right? Where are the where are the right wing comedians when you need them? Um, they all join politics eventually. That's what happens to them. What Kellyanne Conway was a comedian. What? Yeah, it's not oh. kidding. Every single one of them, like they all, they all fancy themselves as comedians. Really? It's fucking tragic. I think. Well, no. It, you know, they might be playing the greatest joke in the world, though. The joke is just on society instead of you know. Oh, like the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kellyanne Conway does look like a malnourished version of the Joker. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, let's, I could buy Let's that. not attack how she looks. Let's attack the she alternative like facts about Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> like how um, she's actually a, a lizard person. Yeah. You know how they've got Alex Jones? Do you think they've only got Alex Jones because they're worried that we've got Doug Jones? And Doug Jones is every monster that's ever existed. Well, I say every monster that's existed for the last 10 years. And Alex Jones is just the Golgotham demon. And Alex Jones is just a topless, fat, sweaty man that, that has a bad heart. Oh, I'm a performance artist. Oh, the lizard people are turning the fish gay. Billy Corgan keeps turning up on his show. Really? Yeah, apparently Billy, Billy Corgan's one of them. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, that's depressing, isn't it? I think Zwan. I think it's because he's into conspiracy theories. No, so I think Zwan is probably how that happened, right? Yeah. You remember Zwan? Who tried not to. Hello, I'm Billy Corgan doing an English accent in my songs because I'm American but don't really associate with Americans. Zwan was pretty bad. It was It was not as bad as, well, I suppose it's slightly not better than... as bad as the Smashing Pumpkins album they released after. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't very good. Because then Billy Cook came along and goes, Hey guys, have you heard of Zwan? Tonight, tonight, remember that one Billy Corgan was in Smashing Pumpkins. Now he's doing David Bowie impressions on the radio. Lizard people, frogs are gay. I once saw James Iher teaching Twiggy Ramirez from Marilyn Manson how to play today on guitar. Twiggy Ramirez <laughs> tonight, is a rather. fun name. Tonight with Marilyn Manson, he was crushed by some fake guns. Fake like news. That's beautiful. Mm. Fake news populates the liberal media. You need to see that the whites are under attack. Mm. From lizard people and gay frogs, Alex Jones. Tomato soup is used by Jews to control your mind. Minestrone. Turn the frogs gay, yeah. No, frogs don't eat tomato soup. It's got garlic in it. Be bad for them. Oh, yeah. Frogs eat pea and ham, you <sighs> fucking idiots! Seven minutes. Feed your frogs pea and ham. Pea and ham, croutons, garlic bread. Not garlic bread! It's bad for frogs. Frogs have sore throats too, though, so... That's why they was croaking. Maybe give them ginger. That's why they're croaking. Lack of ginger. Yeah, we all agree the last Smashing Pumpkins album wasn't very good. I just wrote a better fucking song, rambling like an idiot for no, three minutes. No, that was a song from Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, was that a song? Yeah. Was I like covering a song again? Yeah. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Yeah, he covered the Rembrandts, yeah. Billy Corgan's lost his hair and Alex Jones is gay! Don't, don't just accuse him of that. Don't, he believes don't the frogs are turning homosexual! And one day then we'll realise that the lizard people they rule Cause America's corrupt It's run by a racist It's eight minutes now Alex Jones loves cock People have to listen to this He hides it in places People people have to try That's why he takes his top off He's like, I don't have any cocks on me But really he's got them in his trousers Mm. He's an idiot Because he thinks that 
Thinks he's that, really proud of how much she's buffed up with his um, weight gain muscle drinks, program. He, he drinks program. man semen, doesn't he? Probably. Well, not man semen. He drinks man supplements. Same yeah. thing. It's yeah. it's it's condensed semen. Yeah. One one bite is a million semens. That's why he's so strong. He thinks yeah, that that's how Popeye yeah. gets strong. It's not spinach. The spinach contains semens. Mm. When he takes it back, he's like, oh, I'm so strong. It's like he, he's felt the power. He's not gay, though, Alex Jones. He just has to get it direct from the source because that's the way to get the most power so he can fight back against the lizard frog people. You're right, so it's your first review, it's nine minutes. You and you ready, uh, you ready to review? I'm going to do more singing in a bit as well. Don't. I might. Don't. I might. Oh. I might sing one of my reviews. Would that be okay? No. Okay. Fuck sticks. Right. So, what am I going to review? I don't know. Life. The universe. Life, liberty, fruit of the loom. I bought a t-shirt from them once. Oh, I saw one of them. It lasted a long time. Yeah, they're it's a well-made really thick and itchy. We're well-made products. Fruit of the loom. Please send me free clothes because I need some. Shall I sing you a theme song? It was life. Liberty, liberty, <laughs> fruit of the loom. Everyone remembers that. Okay. <laughs> Do it again. No. Oh, anyway, what's my more? first review was because yeah. it's almost ten minutes now. Yeah. You've wasted. Sorry. Um. Well, okay. I'm just gonna have to, to eke out whatever review I can. Um. Fucking WWE Hell in a Cell was last week. Was it really Hell yeah. in a Cell? It was two weeks ago. Hell in a Cell was right. What What constitutes Hell in a Cell other than the cell? Well, it's uh, ironically. Hell in a Cell isn't the worst thing that can happen inside the cell in a WWE event. The kennel from hell would be the worst thing that can happen inside a cell. Okay, can That's I... a match you're going to have to research and watch. Is that is that two people locked in dog kennels trying to hit each other? Not far off. Oh, wow. That's Imagine kennel, kennel, there's only ever been one kennel, kennel from hell match. It was and pretty Undertaker brutal. and... No, Al Snow versus Goldust. the big boss man. Yeah. And it's a Hell in a Cell... And then they put people in kennels. A steel cage around the ring. Yeah. So you've got a cage inside a Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And around the outside of the cell is a bunch of ravenous, dangerous dogs. I'm going to quickly close that door because it's going to keep slamming. It's going to keep banging. Well, you've got... Wait, so there's ravenous dogs. When you yeah. say ravenous, do you mean like they've been keeping these dogs underfed for quite some time? Or is it just the like... The police dogs. They're going to bite you whoever oh, they're gets police out, dogs. The, out the they're cage. Gonna... All right. So they've, Except what they've done they is they've taken they just the scent end up of evil. Pissing and shitting all over the arena floor. <laughs> They've, they've taken the scent of... One of the dogs rapes one of the other ones. Yeah, they've, so. they've taken the scent of evil hmm. and they've rubbed it over the wrestlers so the dogs can sense the devil. No, they just evil. had a bunch of dogs on leashes and <clears throat> it was a very bad match. I can imagine. It sounds yeah. fucking atrocious. It's in my book that I've got over there called Wrestle Crap. Wrestle Crap? Yeah, somewhere around it. I thought that was a book about a German musician. Mm. No. Anyway, Wrestle Crap. Hell in a Cell was a pay-per-view event and it's one of those ones where they're like, hey, do you remember how really big matches used to end a feud? No. And it was like, you'd have Hulk Hogan and who else, someone, and they're feuding and then it'll build up for months and months and then they'll have a cage match or something and that'll be the end of it. But Hell in a Cell's like, why don't we just do Hell in a Cell in October, guys? What storylines? No, they did have Shawn Michaels did tag with God once. Okay, yeah, that happened. Is it just did they just recreate the Sistine Chapel and he was just reaching up? No, Vince McMahon put himself and Shane McMahon against Shawn Michaels and God. Oh, I thought that. Wait, Shawn Michaels and God? Yeah, God was intangible though. He couldn't. Okay, so are the greatest weapon available to anyone? The power of a deity hmm. was in the hands of Shawn Michaels. And he wrestled the match. 
He wrestled in that match. Well, he was there, but he didn't really do much. But he's... God is always there. He's in every wrestling yeah, match. But did he, actually, did he get involved? Do you like um, do any flips? There was some, like, you know, divine intervention. I imagine that God is a pretty fucking badass dirt bike racer. Yeah, no one could see him, though, because it's, you know, intangible. <laughs> Bet you didn't think so. I commanded you to pan around you. We could make it all manageable. Pick and I'll choose, to do's, all the different crews. Intangible. I've used that word to describe many things I've experienced in life. Hmm. You know, when Mariah Carey came out on stage and she wowed the crowd for two hours, I'd say that was an intangible moment. <laughs> I can't continue to pretend I don't know what intangible means. So I'm just going to say that everybody likes tangerines. Anyway, so no one's really Helen, intangible. Hell in a Cell. Yeah. It's October, so they're having Hell in a Cell. Is it Halloween? There's two matches on the card <laughs> inside the cell. Mm. The main event was Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens, and it yeah. was basically... It was all right. They hit each other a bit, and then Shane McMahon jumped off the top of the cell. Wait, who's the owner of WWE? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Vincent Kennedy? That's his middle name, yeah. His middle name's Kennedy? Yes. How did he earn that? Did he fight one of the Kennedys? No, his dad gave him that name. His dad gave Vincent him that name? Vincent Kennedy McMahon Sr. Well, that is an inflated ego right there, isn't it? Mm. The whole family it's sounds American, like... American, rich white people for you. Hey, rich people aren't all like that. White people are, but rich yeah. people aren't. And the other, that was alright, but the other one, the show opener... Yeah. Was the New Day. The show. Who rock. Everyone knows New Day rock. Yeah. Um, you know, star, you know, Kofi Kingston and... Um, Let's get ready to Leaked rumble. porn star Xavier Woods. Um, going against He's a the porn Uso. star. Well, there's this videos leaked where he was... Banging China in front of that other dude. No. Paige. Oh, yeah, I saw that. China's dead. China's dead? Yeah, she died like four years ago. What? No, I had sex with China like two years ago. Oh, no. Was that just have sex with someone who told me she was China? Mm. Are uh, we all China, really? The opening match. Did she die of tag OD? team Hell in a Cell match. What did she die of? Oh, all sorts. Who knows, man? No, let's Probably speculate about wildly. five million friggin' things in her at once. Speculate wildly. Being mad, I don't know, OD'd. Let's say OD'd. Because it's most likely with her. <coughs> but the tag team match, it was really fucking good. Yeah, it's probably the best reason to watch the pay per view, and it was the, it was the, the best reason to watch the pay per view is the tag team. Match. The first match on the thing was Helen Helen Cell tag team match. First so, time there's been a tag team Helen Cell match, sort of. Sharp dogs. They had a there was a handicap match once. It doesn't really count. Okay, but um, yeah, it was they they friggin' tore the house down and had the crowd going crazy, and the momentum carried through for a few matches, and it was really cool for a bit, and then it just kind of petered out a bit, and. No one gave a shit, and then by the time we got to the main event, that match could have been fantastic, but you were bored witless by then. So, can I just ask? No. You say that the momentum carried through. Well, you know, you get the crowd hyped up, when the crowd oh, are hyped... I thought that they had... I thought that you were saying that they had the juggernaut from X-Men... No, that's... ...who has the ability to constantly carry momentum. Stop trying to make pop culture reference. You're not the nerd crew. I am the juggernaut, mm. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, as in they they got the crowd hyped up. Everyone was enjoying themselves. They gave them sweets. Next match comes out. Crowd are still hyped, so the yeah, wrestlers are like getting into I it. I can imagine it's hard yeah. to come down from that. Yeah. They're probably very tired afterwards. Yeah, they had, like people napping in the napping in the audience. Yeah. Just, oh god, oh, should be in those skittles. You're not allowed skittles. You're not allowed skittles. You're not. Why am I not? Oh, yeah, I ate a lot of... Do you remember when we had the box of Skittles? Yeah. That was too many Skittles. I ate as many as I could to stop you eating them all. I felt very ill a lot yeah. of the time. Well, you're 
don't like strawberry flavour ones. I know, I left them in the bags. Yeah. <laughs> there were just bags of strawberry flavoured skills everywhere. Yeah. Kept giving them to Tara, she just did not want to eat any more strawberry flavoured skills. I could, I could eat them all. Alright, we'll get more skills soon. There, Hell in a Cell. When they come out, do they play PJ and Duncan's number one hit, Let's Get Ready to Rumble? No, because it's not 1997. Can I ask you a question? No. You used to watch Biker Grove. No. And Ant and Deck had a very sad storyline in which Deck was blinded. Was it Ant got blinded? There's a very sad storyline in which Ant got blinded mm. while playing an illegal game of paintball. They were playing paintball. He just took his mask off because he was talking to a girl. And no, then... he took his mask off because he was looking up, trying to warn his friend. Yeah. And then he turned around and people on his own team shot him in the eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah, he deserved it. To be honest, I'd probably shoot him too. Hey, so what do you think it's like to go blind? Um, pretty hilarious, probably. Just, like, probably just like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Mr. Magoo's not blind. Mr. Magoo's blind. He's near and far-sighted. 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 You know, he's he's far-sighted, yeah. Um, no, he's near and far-sighted, Mr. Yeah. Magoo. Interesting fact. So he, uh, his vision can't can't adjust, can't focus. Yeah. But if you took this glass off, he'd be fucking fine, wouldn't he? Well, he doesn't. He just likes goggles. to walk off the edge of buildings and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Do you like Joe versus the Volcano? What's that got to do with Hell and Cell? I'm just thinking about wrestling and Tom Hanks. Tom, why? Tom Hanks was a wrestler once. No, he wasn't. Andy Kaufman was a wrestler once. It's barely. They're, bo- they're both comedians. You, you review something. If you were to match up a wrestler with an actor, you can't say The Rock. Which wrestler, which actor would you like to fight? Not John Cena. Which, re- not anyone who's a wrestler who's an actor as well. They're all but, actors. no. The world's a stage, I know, I get it. <laughs> but, it's all a shoot, it's all a work. So, think about, think about, I, like, because Terminator was in WWE 2K17, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, who would you like to see actor-wise fight a wrestler? Probably I mean, no one, so it never really works out. No, what? Was? Stephen Amell had a match in WWE once. He did, yeah. as the Arrow came in. Well, they weren't allowed to say he was the Arrow yeah, or anything like he that. he had like a little suit and stuff. Yeah. Did he win? Yeah, yeah, tag match. David Arquette once won a WrestleMania. No, David Arquette won the WCW Championship. Yeah. It was bullshit. No, no, David Should Arquette, not have happened. he won because he's a big fan of wrestling and he made a movie Yeah, and they called gave Ready him, to Rumble. And Eric Bischoff is a colossal idiot. Ready to Rumble is a And they had movie. a tag team match Do you like Ready for the to WCW Rumble? Championship, right? Eric Bischoff promo and Diamond Dallas Page. No, Eric Bischoff and whoever the champ was versus Diamond Dallas Page and David Arquette. And David Arquette won by pinning Eric Bischoff. New yeah. Arquette, David, it's a tag match. And he won the WCW Championship yeah. by pinning the guy who isn't a wrestler, champion. isn't champion. Yeah. Is the guy who's supposed to be running the company. So I'm saying, that, so this was controversial. People hate it. It was like the nail in the coffin of WCW. Loved, people loved that movie though. No. No, Everybody liked Ready to Rumble. That movie was terrible. Oliver Platt played a wrestler. Yeah. Who didn't like... Do you not like Ready to Rumble? It's not a good film. It's a great film. Yeah, it's not. Let's get ready to rumble. That wasn't even on the soundtrack. <laughs> Where'd the name come from then? But they had a triple From Michael match. Buffer, who would always say, let's get ready to rumble. They had a, oh yeah, let's, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, and you have to, to pay him like a... Rumble. Don't. You have to pay him a million quid if you say it. Oh. Um, they had a triple cage match. Has there ever been a triple cage yeah, match? Yeah, has been multiple triple cage it's matches in WCW. Wow. They're all awful. Did they start because of Ready to Rumble, the no. most pioneering WWE, no, WCW, before. had 
David Arquette's in a triple cage match. <laughs> it had who was the was it Big Show? No, it wasn't Big Show. It was Goldberg. Goldberg's in it. Yeah, yeah. Goldberg it was, was Perry Sand, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, the film's terrible. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to review the Babysitter released on Netflix last week. Oh, I'm um, going to be quiet and have a drink. Yeah, you you can be quiet and have a drink. You read the Babysitter. You keep being handsome over there. So the Babysitter is a film directed by MCG. Or Mick no, G to his off. friends. Yeah, I'm not watching that then. So it's a story of a little boy whose babysitter is this incredibly attractive, cool girl who, uh, who you know, she's just she's just too cool for school. She's hot. She's fun. You know, she's frisky. And one day she has some of her friends over. Oddly enough, Robbie Amell is one of her friends. Oh, yeah, he's in Netflix movies now. It's really good. I like him. Mm. But anyway, so um, the. He, his um, his neighbour says to that him that one oh, he was in last year that was really good the one you liked Ark yeah. Ark yeah. is it Ark yeah he's yeah. in that yeah um, but anyway so um, this little boy his babysitter she's talking about how he's growing up and she's not he's not going to need her anymore and he's like you know I'll always need you you're my friend um, and his neighbour lady says to him well you know what they get out to some freaky shit when you go to bed dude so you just you fucking stay up late you stay up real late and you see that freaky shit, they're going to fuck each other. So the little boy stays up real late and he goes and he looks down the banister of the stairs like, what are they up to? Let me go see if they're getting some freaky shit. So he goes down and they've invited a nerd round and they sort of coax the nerd into including himself in the games with the attractive babysitter lady. And, um, and then they kill him. All these little group of friends that ran the boy's house. Nice. Uh, it turns out what they're trying to do is um, not only murder someone, but also take some of the blood of the young boy, who's an innocent, so that they can do a ritual in which Satan will give them everything they've ever wanted. Um, and it turns out the babysitter girl that he is very much in love with, she's actually been doing this for years mm. to get whatever she wants. Yeah. It's fucking great. Great deal. Murder a nerd, kill a kid, get free shit. Oh, that's good. Um, so the race is on at that point for the little boy to fight back against his his um, his would be killers, and possibly stop a supernatural in nature killer. Um, the good there's quite a bit of gore. There's some good silly humour. The bad it can't really decide what it wants to be, and its strengths sort of don't lie anywhere. Well, the moment the words directed by McGee come up on the screen... Hey, he directed Terminator Salvation. What are you? I'm a robot man. Oh! Get these fucking lights out of my way! You can fucking don't want your pants! Well, he's 49 years old now. Who, McGee? Yeah. McGee is 49 years old, everyone. Happy birthday, McGee! Let's all raise a toast. We'll all have a we'll have a Terminator Salvation viewing party. Mm. That'll be fun. Um, the Babysitter. It is not a jack of all trades, nor is it a master of any one particular asset. There are enjoyable factors to it. I enjoyed it mostly because it felt it felt a little bit like a very poorly made Your Next, but with less interesting characters and probably what a one of my favorite characters in it was Robbie Amell. He seemed to know what film he was in. And uh, and the first scene in which the kid is not... No, eventually it's like, just sort of like, just 
his acting style just kind of tallies up to the film he's in. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just him in general. I think he's quite a charming man. He has a little mm. bit of charisma going on. It's good. But um, there's a scene in which the kid's knocked out, and as he's coming to, he's looking around the room at this group of people that he's obviously been watching Murder and Nerd, and um, and his eyes flutter open and he sees the babysitter first, and then he looks to the left, and Robbie Amell's just standing there with a baseball bat over his shoulders, completely top like just ne- topless, wearing jeans. And uh, uh, he just goes, why is he topless? And he goes, that's the question you have right now? <laughs> and then there's a scene later on where uh, Robbie Mel is trying... Uh, this is what I mean about it being very jarring. Like, it doesn't really tonally match up. There's a scene in which he... Um, the kid is... The local bully's throwing eggs at the kid's house. What and a jerk. the kid is like, sees this, and Robbie Mel's like, I know I'm going to kill you, but, like, defend your property. Like, do something before you die. Don't just die. And the kid's like, oh, okay, and he goes over and he tries to get the help of the bully. He's like, he's like, oh, help me, help me, like these people are trying to kill me. And the bully's like, nah. And then just like, not puts an egg on his head. And then the kid manages to kill a bunch of people, including he's already killed a couple of people at this point. Nice. And he still somehow is a pussy. <laughs> so tonally, it's very inconsistent. By the point, he's killed two people. He's nice. blown a person up and cool. he's pushed a person over the stairs so they land on this very sharp trophy that goes like through their neck. Um, does he set up any Home Alone style traps? Well, it's sort of. It's more like an improvised version. There's the ending is dog shit, and um, it really only sets up a very sweet interaction that could have been done a multitude of other ways. I think just as a director, MCG uh, thinks about shit. scenes he would like to do. Yeah, and those scenes only last for ten seconds a piece, and he's got about five of them, and he's going like, "All right, now time to make a movie." Yeah, he films more, and he goes, "Right, that's it, we're done, lads." Yeah. And he goes to the editing booth. You only five minutes of film. Robbie Mel, come and fix this for me. You've only made five minutes of film. What are you going to do for the rest of it? What film? smoke? Smoke weed? Shit, we didn't shoot smoke nearly all the enough. Weed we Quick, someone get Tom Green to improvise some um, stuff. So I give this film. Uh, I give this film a Rob Schneider. No. You know, no. Actually, I'm going to give it a David Spade. Oh. I'll give you a David Spade. There's smatterings of quality there. You've seen Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. You know, like there's smatterings of comedy hidden away in the mountain what's of that shit. that one is in? Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt 2. Oh, yeah. Dirt Harder. Um, what's that TV series is in? Dirt to the Limit. My Wife and Kids. No, Eight Simple Rules. No. The one with Patrick Warburton. The Tick? No. What? I don't know what fucking programs Patrick Warburton... Ring up Patrick Warburton and ask him. Oh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lose my voice. Temper. I can't really. He's been on Comedy Central all the time. Oh, God. Yeah, it's that's the not... one that's not How I Met Your Mother. I met your father? No, probably. Why not? Hello, mother. Hello, father. Father. I'm staying at Camp Granada. Marge, are the kids at Camp Granada? <laughs> All right, your review. Fuck. Yep. Um, you were hoping I was going to take longer, weren't you? Fuck sticks. What have I done? Uh, well, I mean, that's for, only for you and God to know, really. Do you know what? What? It's only been two episodes. Why not? Let's bring it up. Rick and Moy? No, Boys from the Dwarf. Red Dwarf Season 12's on. Yeah, it now. is. New series. Yeah, it is. And last season was surprisingly good. Uh, it was good. Uh, it's better than Season 7, 8, that 10th one they did, which the one before this, the Back to the Past. I think the was. rule is once you punch through to Season 12, you're probably just going to glide on the on the goodwill but of the first few seasons. It feels like the way Red Dwarf should feel. Everyone's it's lost a little present- bit of weight. Uh, not apart from Crichton. Yeah. Visibly. Crichton just gets bigger. But no, they've done... This new series has started and it starts off with two... The first two episodes are two classic style Red Dwarf episodes. 
very much in the old style where they have a really farcical situation they get involved in and then they have to find their way out of it and the characters are like, you know, stupid shit happens. How do you freeze a fart? Free, they fart their way through it. You said fartsicle. Farcical. Farcical. A Fart bi- cycles. A, bi- a bike run by it's farts? A fart you right, yeah. So the first one, they go to this planet. Yeah. And it's got the laboratory on there. They got a distress beacon, and they answer it. And on this lab, they're trying to cure evil. And on there, they've got they got like Hitler and Vlad the Impaler and all this I stuff. I thought that um, Rimmer, not Rimmer. I thought that um, thingy was the only human. What? No, there's people out there. They find random people every now and again. But they they go there, and there's like they're hanging out with Hitler and stuff, and they've been cured of their evil, and they're all kind of fun and jolly. How is Hitler doing? All that sort of stuff. Well, he likes music. He's got into music now and painting and stuff. Well, he was into painting already. uh, They're like, well, shit, there's an asteroid coming. What should we do? Should we just get out of here and tell them or leave them here? And they're like, you know, they're Hitler. You know, fuck it, right? Let the asteroid kill them. And then it turns out they're not really Hitler. And they even point out how none of the characters, none of them look like he goes, what, you didn't think he didn't look like Hitler at all? Like, because he was just some skinny guy. Yeah. Um, and that was part of the whole gag. They were actually just the other scientists and the, one of them had been gone crazy. Oh. And he'd, like, dressed them up as Hitler and Vlad the Impaler and programmed them, brainwashed them to act like them. Because this has got bizarre plots. And the second episode, uh, Crichton, they go to pick up Lister's guitar, which got, f- um, I think they got spat out into space in series nine or ten or whatever it was, one of the, one of the previous ones. And they find his guitar and they pick it up and they get grabbed by a big old spaceship full of Crichtons. Yeah. Full of robots. And they've got a society where they're freeing Crichton of his slavery so he can, like, you know, think for himself, which he's already been doing. They make a reference to one of the old episodes where he, like, picks up a pen and says, this is a goat, sir. You know, remember the old episode where he's like a banana and he calls Lister, calls Rimmer a smeek. Yeah, I remember. This is a... This is a... Boom. Yeah. That was on TV the other day. It's from series five, six, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I watch I watch old Red Dwarf. I don't watch new Red yeah. Dwarf. But the new ones are good. They're nice. I like them. They've got that feel. They've got that cheap, cheap plasticky feel to them, which is what Red Dwarf should have. Because when they did series like seven, eight, and nine, or seven, eight. Got they, the yeah, they used the Doctor Who budget, didn't they? That's yeah. what it was. And it started looking, they had CGI T Rexes and shit. And this one's got oh, model shots. That. It's got models and, like, makeup. I was really impressed with this Siliconaria episode, the one with the friggin' Siliconia episode. Because um, there's, like, friggin' tons of Crichtons, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, how much makeup would they have had to have... It's time would they have had to have spent applying all this makeup? Because there's not a couple of them. There's, like, friggin', like, eight or nine of them in a shot running around, and then you've got Lister, Rimmer, and Cat who have had their brains transferred into Crichton bodies. Mm. So they're going around as androids, and Rimmer's doing his Crichton impression. The whole thing because his brain's been whistled away. Cat's always been my favorite. Good old cat. He has to learn how to Ow. iron floofy shirts. I'm so in this fan. episode. I help myself. I just walk past the mirror. They all get sentenced oh, yeah. to living out the crimes that they've made Crichton perform. So Cat has to iron a bunch of floofy shirts, oh. which he's finding very troublesome. Can't understand it's how anyone would ever wear these shirts. The Too many frills. Yeah. Rimmer's mopping. Um, he's got to mop the distance from New York to Los Angeles. And uh, Lister's making thousands upon thousands of sugar puff and grilled cheese sandwiches. Ugh. <laughs> Which he's quite enjoying. They all start enjoying it. Um, James Buckley makes a little cameo in it as one of the oh. one of the um, Crichton robots. A Mark II. Not as good as a Mark III. That's weird that he's like made a cameo in it. Yeah. But he's got a show now, hasn't he, on 
gone Dave, hasn't he? That new show, was it called Zapped or something like that? Oh, yeah. That's it's on season two. Yeah, he's on that. And then, so it's like, I guess and they're like chucking him in there because they've got him on contract. Yeah, they must have like <laughs> yeah. some money in him. Well, his main roles, job roles these days are in Dave t- TV shows on Dave and adverts for game. Yeah, which is weird, right? Yeah, yeah advertising game in this day and age. It's weird. It's weird the yeah. game's still a shop. Yeah. But new, new Red Dwarf. I would rather have this Red Dwarf than what they did for a few years on BBC. This is much better than that. And it's better than that Back to Earth thing they did, which wasn't very good. The one that was, that was really filled bad. with Blade Runner references. Yeah. Um, That had, like, some moments that were all right, because there, there was, like, I think in the first episode, it was, like, ten minutes of just Rimmer and Lister sitting down arguing about something, which is what the core of Red Dwarf should be, is those characters having some sort of dispute with each other and arguing with each other a bunch. Mm. And that's where that's what it all boils down to, is it doesn't matter that they're in space and having these weird adventures. The whole thing of Red Dwarf is that it should be about a bunch of guys who can't stand being in the same room with each other a lot of the time, forcing themselves to work together. They're buddies, but they irritate the shit out of each other all the time. And that's what it focuses on, whereas a whole bunch of the other ones were like, they were going big sci-fi adventure things and trying yeah. to... I love how they like wrote out Kachansky between series. Like they make out there's a series nine that never existed, and all this. I remember that. Yeah, there was in the Back to Earth, back to, that Back to Reality one where they, well, Back to Earth, whatever it's called, that was when they wrote out Kachansky. Yeah, she just disappeared. Yeah, they make out she died. <laughs> just now, mm. no. Um, apparently, the original Holly's in an episode in this series. Oh, that's cool. Which would be cool. I haven't seen him yet, but it'll be coming up. Yeah. It's on day. New series. It's all right. I'm liking it. I prefer. It feels like series four, five, six sort of area. Red Dwarf. Yeah. But now in HD and widescreen, and but still with, you know, vacuum form plastic displays on the walls, and using the same corridor for every mm. shot. <laughs> that's that's a classic Red Dwarf. But they don't have to, they, they they seems like they do a couple of episodes where they don't spend much money. It's all very much internal Red Dwarf, and then they f- splash out on a really expensive episode every now and again. Mm. Like the last series had one where Rimmer had created hundreds of clo- copies of himself, and they were walking around. That's like some crazy like. That's a hell of a lot of effects to pull off for like one shot, and you've got Rimmers walking around everywhere and yeah. all that for a Dave TV budget. So it can't be the Red Dwarf. Well, it's probably more money than what they spent on the BBC series, but it's also 15, 20 years later. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's I been. I think right. Dave owns their own, like they have their own studio now for producing yeah. this shit anyway, so I don't think it matters too much. The cost is probably very low. Yeah, they make a lot of money with those QI repeats. Yeah. Yeah. And Good also, uh, what was it? Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Yeah. Oh, is that the one yeah. with uh, Terry Crews? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The one's like, uh, what is it like? No, you're I thinking think... of the one on Netflix. Am I? Yeah, Taskmaster is the English comedy show in which they give them silly tasks and they have to perform them. Uh, yeah, it's completely different. Is it shit? You're thinking Ultimate Beastmaster. Oh, Ultimate Beastmaster. Yeah, yeah. That one that's basically wipe out. Yeah, yeah. I actually like Shinsuke. I actually like like Ultimate Beastmaster. Have you seen that? Um... Takeshi's Castle's coming back to show. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a Thailand version of the show. I love Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. Love. Good old Beat Takeshi. I love that whole, those whole series where Beat Takeshi's not in it anymore. Mm. And they have the guy with the papamache head. Yeah. And it's because Beat Takeshi was banned from TV <laughs> for disrespecting the Japanese movie awards. Such a weird, weird history to that program. Beat Takeshi's brilliant. Fucking legend. Uh, <clears throat> that was narrated by Craig Charles. Yeah, it was. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so far, series twelve of Red Dwarf has been all right. Cool, quite like it. I think series eleven was. I thought series eleven was spot on Red Dwarf. Apart from yeah. only a couple of wobbly, wobbly episodes, it proper Red Dwarf. So far, the series is doing the same thing, and I'm yeah. happy with that. Just as long as they don't friggin'. It's when they start shooting outside, isn't it? That's when it goes wrong. When they're yeah. out of sets, when they're shooting on locations. It's when they're shooting on location. You haven't got the have audience like, reactions. They also don't have a like a. I like it. Canned laughter. They're not. Re- they're not. 
like you I know like when you can tell they're playing off the audience a little bit yeah. and they're waiting for the laugh to die before they deliver the next joke and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah yeah, I know what you yeah. mean I like um, I always like the episodes where they just had a colour filter over the fucking <laughs> lens and so it was like we're yeah. on Mars and it's just all red yeah I always like that stuff I like cheap workaround effects and they they kept doing it despite popularity seeking in, sinking in hmm. um, but these yeah. have some really clever effects on the old show like there's one where they're having Rimmer's birthday party on the moon and there's a really nice like they've clearly shot on a bit of grey dirt they've chucked down at a distance and they've shrunk it down into an image of a moon yeah so it looks like a real, they're in a massive great big expanse and that's the episode with the triple fried egg chilli sauce and chutney sandwich <laughs> that you have to eat as fast as possible before it dissolves the bread oh. <laughs> and yeah we've got the hangover and the next day they're trying to figure out what happened and <laughs> Rimmer's got what time is it Rimmer he, says, he looks at the alarm clock and goes there's a bunch of numbers but they could mean anything <laughs> <laughs> classic dwarf boys no, from the back, dwarf back in the day back yeah. in the day yeah I, I, I want to watch it record being filmed one day that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're ending it anytime soon. So. No. I mean, yeah. those guys have nothing left to do now. Yeah. Well, Craig Charles, is he used to in Coronation Street? No. Nah, that's a shame. He left Coronation Street. They should have a crossover, crossover episode. Yeah, well, they end so up in Coronation turn up, Street. Yeah, it turns up in Corrie. They did, didn't they? The Back oh, to Earth yeah, they did. Episode. Back to Earth. Yeah, yeah they went to Coronation Street. Yeah. God, yeah, no. The street they, they were on was Coronation Street. That's really bad. Yeah. 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 You, uh, you review your... Fourth my next thing, thing yeah, my <laughs> second thing, uh, my next thing is going to be a review of a film that came out recently. I was marginally excited to see. No, oh. uh, it's well, it's hard to be excited about it because the first one was good, and I'd only heard bad things, so I was already expected to be crap. But then I was going to see it; and it was okay. Um, I saw Kingsman Two: The Golden Compass. Ooh, the first film was fun. The first one was excellent. I really liked the first film. I keep saying this to people that it was far more surprising than, than anything else that came out that year because it seemed so generic from the trailers, and then suddenly it was just this thing where it was just My Fair Lady. It was fun. Yeah, um, Kingsman Two is well not as good. Nah, of course no. not. Um, <laughs> firstly, that well the plot plot in a roundabout way, Charlie survived. The first Kingsman, you remember the guy who had the implant and it looked like his head exploded? It turns out because he was he was um, tased by Eggsy towards the end of the uh, film, oh, right. his implant didn't fire off properly. Oh, was he the the bad one of the students? Yeah, he's the one who... The one who was waiting tables. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, his implant was affected and it caused his throat to be fucked up. Yeah. So he's got like a metal voice box now. It also caused him to lose an arm somehow. Nice. So he's now got a metal arm. Oh, is he the guy with the lasso arm? Thing? He is. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it, it makes for a nice opening in which he confronts Eggsy and he's like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he um, he attacks him in a taxi whilst Prince's Let's Go Crazy plays. <laughs> which in any other film would be a great in, in, like intro, but that's kind of one of the best parts of the film. It's the part that feels most kinetic and energised. And then yeah. the rest of it is sort of very contained. Yeah. Um, there's a scene like on a mountain with like the ski lift that's crashing down that just doesn't work very well. Um, like there's loads of it's stuff. Like overreaching that. in terms of It's spectacle. not even overreaching. It's just like they went, all right, okay, so we've got a ski lift here. They need to go there to get the cure. Why is the cure there? Why is the cure there? Why is the cure there? Someone on holiday were there once. That doesn't really make sense, but okay, we'll put the cure there. Uh, why is this happening? Why is that happening? What can we do here? And it's just, it's, it's, it, 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 none of it really needs to happen. There's like these weird cutaway shots of Channing Tatum, because Channing Tatum's in it, but not really. There's a nice fight scene when he's introduced, in which he 
fights Eggsy and he fights Merlin. Hmm. And then suddenly he comes down with the big MacGuffin of the movie, which is um, a woman has basically taken over every drug, drug empire in the world, turned them into multi-conglomerate um, companies. They're all linked to her and insert ingredients into all the drugs that she's distributing so that they cause people to get very sick and she's going to kill all the people that take recreational drugs in the world. And Channing Tatum happens to be one of those people so they see firsthand what it looks like for someone to mm. be affected. And every so often there's a cutaway where they're like going like, well, the symptoms include this, this and this, and then there's just Channing Tatum doing like a hillbilly dance in like a weird blue onesie and a cowboy hat. And you're like, well, this looks like he's been CGI'd into a Space Channel 5 um the Space Channel 5 demo because it's just like this weird space corridor thing he looks but it just it doesn't work very well but then there are other bits that work really well Elton John has an ongoing cameo throughout the film nice he's basically Julianne Moore plays the main villain and he is he's kept there to sing like a songbird but he's also experimented on with a disease so throughout the film he's being horribly tortured by her and like given the cure and stuff and there's a scene in which he's going through paralysis which is one of the final stages and then you just bleed out your eyes your nose and your ears just so you go and it just pops out and goes um, and he's about to die, and they they give him the uh, they give him the cure, and he she's just going like, and if you comply with my demands, then everyone can have this cure. And as she's saying this, he's slowly like gaining some more movement back, and he just turns to goes, "You fucking bitch! You fucking stupid cunting bitch!" Like that, and I'm like, "Oh, and John." Um, there's also a weird. There's like a weird subplot that as soon as he gets his suit and he's allowed to perform, and he's wearing this massive flowery suit and high heels and stuff. He has the ability to beat the shit out of some guards. So in my head, I think there's a subplot in which he has a special suit that gives him superpowers. But if but anyone's going to be a secret, one of the Kingsmen, it's going to be Owen John. It's going to be Owen John. Like, um, like he didn't accidentally wander into that shop one day and try out everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all in all, the film is very strange. It doesn't feel very populated, the world they live in, which is opposite of how mm. the other one felt, because you saw different levels and different... Yeah. This one, you well, feel Samantha like... Well, Janus isn't in this one, is she? No. Eggsy's mum. She was, no. like, really important in the first one. Yeah, she's not in this at all. Yeah. But it's just, it feels like the world's not populated in this one. You see yeah. some of Eggsy's friends, and they go to a festival. The festival doesn't look like any festival I've ever seen. Um, they wear wellies on a warm, hot day, where there's no rain in sight. But you've um, got to be prepared. But you don't. You never That's, know what's going to... What... But everybody else is in trainers. So it just makes it seem weird that these people have been wearing wellies, especially when they've come from an English country house to go to this... Like, there's just very weird design choices. I don't know if maybe Matthew Vaughan... Um, it is Matthew Vaughan that directs this, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I don't know if Matthew Vaughan was given the script and they were like, just do this. And he was like, but I don't really want it. to. Did he write it? Yeah. That's not good. It's him and Mark Miller's baby, isn't Jeff, it? Jeff... Bridges doesn't really have anything to do. Yeah. He's in it. Can you understand what he's saying in this yeah, one? Yeah, kind oh, so of. he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. <laughs> um, Colin Firth's back. Yeah. Um, he's back because another MacGuffin... Well, no, sorry, Deus Ex bullet wound to the head exists in this one. Yeah. Uh, they have a special wrap that looks kind of like a bandage. They wrap it around your head and they inject these two chemicals into it and it, those chemicals stop any bullet to the head from killing you by essentially going into the wound and freezing the affected area so that it can't cause any further damage. And then you go back to this thing and they use nanites to rebuild your where you're, you've been shot and such. Um, that's how they saved Harry. That's how they saved uh, Colin Firth from the first one. There's a nice play on the scene from the original one where he's in the bar and he's like, manners, make of the man because some hillbilly fucks try and beat him up. Hmm. And uh, and he ends up getting into a fight that's the reverse of what it was before. He's been beaten up like it's an only depth perception. Hmm. Um, and, and just all in all, like... There's a scene in which one character one character um, is shot by Colin Firth and Colin Firth goes, he's a traitor. And like Eggsy's like, oh, it's because your brain's all fucked and you're being a fucking idiot that you're fucking doing this. And it's like, 
And then, like, it turns out the end, no, he was absolutely right. Yeah. And that's, like, sort of... It's not even like it's a reward that he's right at the end. It's more just like, oh, I guess he's right. That just that just happened, didn't it? Of course it? he's right. And it's also weird because... Colin Firth isn't going to get something like that wrong. It's also weird because that character has... Like, he does good stuff, and he is tragic. But instead of them going, well, maybe this character could be redeemed, maybe he can save the world or help save the world, or just do anything other than be like, I'm going to kill you now. He just turns around and he goes... One crackhead uh, killed my wife, and now I'm going to kill every crackhead. Seems reasonable to me. It's just really badly written, badly directed, because a lot of the fight scenes are incomprehensible. That's one of the greatest things about the first one. Every fight scene was shot. Hmm. This feels more like Resident Evil... Well, it's not as bad as Resident Evil, the final chapter, but it feels similar in that every action scene has to consist of 70 fucking shots. Yeah. It's like... Pew, 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 and it's like, that's, no. That's apparently artistic now. It's not artistic. <laughs> it's just... Bad. People love Paul. Apparently, Paul Dosanson's an auteur. No, he's not. People, there, there are people who take his art style seriously. His his inability to show a single action in less than five cuts. Here's the deal, right? We'll all watch Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. No. In in a quarter speed on one fight scene, and every time there's a shot that cuts away for no reason, we have to do a shot. You've got to show her winding up the kick. The kick moving forwards, the kick connecting, then the kick connecting again. Even better than this. Then the kick moving away, so, then the person falling to the floor. So we have, we have, this is this is just one of the two second segments I remember. We have a shot of her hanging upside down. She kicks someone in the face, that's three shots. Then she sees he has a gun, that's two shots. Cuts back to her eyes, then looking at his face, another two shots. Kicking him again, but then dragging him forward with her legs. Seven shots for that particular bit. And then grabbing the gun, three shots, and then shooting him. Which somehow, he gets shot in the head twice, but she only fires once because there's two shots to show him being shot in the fucking head. No. So it's just two shots, and from different angles. So they clearly set everything up to do all these shots. They couldn't just do that fight scene in one take. You've got all that coverage, you've got to use it all. <laughs> that classic uh, Liam Neeson taking, what was it, 13 cuts to get over a fence? Yeah. That one, is that's, it taken to? That's, no, that's... <laughs> That's not even as egregious as some of the shit that's in Resident Evil mm. in the final chapter. But anyway, uh, Kingsman, Golden, the Golden Circle. If you like the first one, you're going to find stuff you like here, but it's just, it feels like, it feels like Kingsman 1 was was uh, like a Sainsbury's finest or a Waitrose finest mm. meal. Oh, Waitrose, and then, oh. Yeah. And Gosh. then Kingsman 2 is like Tesco value. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It can't be as much of a drop-off between Kick-Ass 1 and 2. It's about the same. Kick-Ass 2 is pretty awful. Kick-Ass 2 is pretty awful, but surprise cameos, same amount of gore, similar themes, yeah, a little bit braver. CGI shit and vomit. Yeah, well, that was bad. But, I mean, that's there's stuff like that in here. Yeah. You'd be surprised how bad it is. Who directed Kick-Ass 2? It wasn't Matthew Vaughan, was it? I think someone it was. Else? No, it wasn't. No, was someone it else did it. All right, well, I'm going to give this... Oh, it's hard to... I'm going to give this... Matthew Vaughan was making X-Men First Class, wasn't he, at the time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is all right. Which is alright. So yeah. it's, I actually really like X-Men yeah. First Class. It's decent. It had, um, what was his name? Who's the one who can adapt to anything? Um, it had that mutant that's not been in a film before. Um, God, what is his fucking Yeah, and name? then they killed him. Didn't really Darwin. Do... Yeah, Darwin. Yeah, Yeah. They... and they killed him just randomly. Yeah, but he shouldn't be dead. No, he should have survived. Yeah, because he j- he, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Because in the, in the comics, doesn't he? he gets blown up at one point and he becomes incorporeal being for a yeah. while. Well, that's yeah. what his body evolves into, isn't it? Yeah. That's the thing he says that he can't love anyone because he's constantly changing. Mm. And so he, he 
he stops himself being able to feel emotion so he can't be hurt because that's another way his body's adapting. Mm. Yeah, there's cool shit like that in the X-Men they didn't use, really. Yeah. Um, I give this a... I am going to give this a... I'm going to give this a... I'm going to give this a Jeff Bridges. What that means, Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges is good. I like Jeff Bridges, but for every time he does not No Country for Old... No, he didn't do Old Country for No Man. That was... Tommy Jones. Tommy Jones, that was it. Um, I'm going to give... Because I'm going to give Jeff Bridges an R.I.P.D. R.I.P.D. is entertaining. Did you like R.I.P.D.? Uh, it's watchable. What? It's Men in Black 2, isn't it? It's Men in Black 3. Men in Black 3 is good. I'm going to make Men in Black... I'm going to make... I'm going to make this shit... I'm going to make House This is going to make House Party 1. <laughs> house Party 2. Or House Party 3. Shut the <laughs> fuck up! <laughs> yeah, no, um, Jeff Bridges made made R.I.P.D. I can't really forgive him for that, so I'm going to give him Jeff Bridges. This is this is obviously for Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to call it The Golden Compass, then. Your review, Ant. Golden Compass. There's a franchise that never got started. Hey, you tell Nicole Kidman that. Because I'm pretty sure she still thinks she's in those fucking right. movies. So, it's been a few episodes of Critapocalypse, because it's taken me some time, 16, but I have watched now all 50 episodes of Power Rangers Zeo. Season 4 of the Mighty Morphin arc of Power Rangers. This is the first time where the produ- production of Power Rangers went, you know what, maybe it's about time we use the costumes from the Japanese show and save some money. So they did that. So... At the end of the last series, yeah. we had that 10-part Alien Rangers thing where the Rangers got turned into kids. They had to go off and find the Zeo crystals. And we had the Water Aliens. Yeah, with the Water Aliens. The, the Alien Rangers of Aquatar, who yeah. do tweaky things with their head and have a funny voice. Um, and they got the really cool costumes, ninja-looking costumes. Anyway, so this series carries on from the end of that. The end of that series, Tanya comes from the past to the future. Aisha, they wrote the character out without the actress being there, which okay. is kind of a dick move because she was a kid. And they leave the kid in the past. Dick move. Tanya comes to the future. Power Rangers base blows up. That's where the show ended. New series starts off. There's a new Rangers base. They dig through the rubble and they hear Alpha and they get in there and they go through the secret entrance and there's a new command centre. And it's a proper set this time. It's not like just some room with some curtains up and some flashing lights. Yeah. And they go, you know what? you got those Zeo crystals. We can use them to give you new powers, but there's only five of them. So Billy has to quit being a Power Ranger. He decides he can do better helping everyone else. And also because I think the actor David Yost was like, you know what, I want to get out of this job at some point. And I want to do less. And it's very noticeable that he does less this series. And he looks older than all the other Rangers by about five years. So that doesn't help. His hairline's recede and he's meant to be like 19. Actually, I don't think they're meant to be 19. I think they're meant to be 17. Shit. Yeah, four years in, they've only aged one year. (laughs) But yeah, Zio, they get new Ranger costumes. They're yeah, using the Zords from the Japanese show, the costumes from the Japanese show. They're yeah. using the villains. Rita Repulsor and Zed run away when Brian the Cranston. villains turn up. Brian Cranston's not in this series. Oh. He did a voice in the first series. Anyway. Jean-Claude Van Damme? No. But oh, Mon- King Mondo shows up. He's a mechanical robot. Yeah. He's got his wife, his little kid. Yep. who's uh, not Prince Gasket. Prince Gasket's the older one. The little are any of them as attractive else. as Rita Repulsor? Um, no. Oh, actually, well, I suppose there is a robot lady who's got, like, a bit of boob going on. You like that? No, Rhea Repulsa. She was... turns up later. I always had a weird crush on Rhea Repulsa. Well, when they made her younger, she was, like, 20-something. And the one in the movie. The yeah. one, the woman who plays her in the movie. Yeah. And she's got that voice you love. 
You know what's really great about Rio Raposa? Everything. She's I, amazing. I the Witch e- Bandora is classic. I would turn evil for Rio Raposa. Yeah, everyone and, would. And like, I'm not an evil guy. Yeah. I mean, I know that I'm You have to keep in mind you'd have to hang out with Squat and Babu as well. Yeah, but I wouldn't have to fuck them. No, you might. You don't know what she gets up to, man. Oh, shit. She's yeah. a kinky one. Yeah. Scorpina's there, though. She's alright. She's yeah. alright. So they get the new Zords. They right. fight the Mondo's Empire. Uh, uh, and uh. this series feels really coherent because the previous ones, there's always been stuff like, you know, a whole bunch of the cast quitting out of nowhere. And so they had to work around that and introduce oh, new one ones. Oh, died. You can't really blame them for that. That wasn't. She, they, she died years later. Oh, did she? Um, You know, in the previous series, three was like. They shot a hell of a lot of action sequences in the US because yeah. they were insisting on using the Mighty Morphin suits when the show they were taking the Zords from weren't from that. Yeah. Like three years in, they really should have just given up on that. They even, not my Zords. They even gave them ninja costumes, but they didn't have the ninja-looking morph suits, but the Alien Rangers had the ninja-looking suits. Again, just the Alien Rangers were the worst. They're cool. They got really cool costumes. I yeah, like the everything costumes. they said came out like, oh, I yeah, they We need some pure water. Oh, yeah. So okay. we go to a car wash. Yeah, and they kept going back home and coming back again. It's only around the corner, apparently. It's another planet of Aquatar. But um, yeah, there's there's some really cool stuff in this series. It's because there's like the people who are making it have clearly gone right. We're going to work with this robot stuff. We're going to put in some real goofy shit. Vulcan Skull. They get fired from the police force along with their detective. Boss. They are incompetent boobs. They fuck up. Basically, basically, kind of get fired for sexual harassment. Um, Bolt, Hashtag Bolt tries to chat up um, the um, the police commissioner's daughter, and Great. he fires them. Um, yeah. Hashtag me so they too. start a detective agency. Yeah. Trying to solve mysteries around town, which are usually pretty, you know, missing dog something. Yeah. Somehow it ties into the episode each week. So what are they? What? So give me, give me an idea around bulk and skull. Like, how competent of detectives are they? Well, they do pass their detective exam eventually. Yeah, but you pay two hundred fifty dollars and you get a fucking piece of paper. No, they passed the exam because even though they got the loads of the questions wrong, they did it while a monster attack was going on. They were impressed by their duty. They thought Tenacity. the monster attack was part of the test. <laughs> uh, bulk and skull. Hey. I hate anyway, those two. You cool find them endearing. They're, they're, they're good. I they're hate great. them so much. they got this amazing thing running through about two-thirds of the series. Yeah. Goldar and Rito, you know, after yeah. the whole escaping from Mondo and everything, yeah. they crash land on Earth and they lose their memory. So Bulk and Skull basically enslave them as their maids and have them cleaning their house and doing all their bike I maintenance. I hate Bulk and Skull. <laughs> they get them to, like, you know, do reconnaissance for them and stuff like that. Oh, do they? It's brilliant. Oh. And then eventually... Goldar and Rito get contacted by Rita, Repulsar and Zed psychically and they go back up to the moon Aren't somehow. Are they still friends after that as well? Like there's an ongoing thing that they're still friends or they're friendly enough they still talk sometimes. No, they don't have any interactions which is kind of sad. I kind of thought it'd be cool yeah. if they were like sent to kill them. And For some reason I remember them <laughs> being in a cave and meeting each other and being like, hey guys, how you doing? It's like, hmm. oh, you guys, yeah. how's it going? They'll probably hang out. Probably I do. think it's probably about time Bulk and Skull stop being scared aren't of every Bulk- monster. Aren't Bulk and Skull in love? No, they're best buds. Skull has a kid later. I know, I remember that awful yeah. thing you showed me where yeah. it's like, oh, nephew. Hey, Dad! It's like, hey, son, how are you doing? Bolt's gay, the guy who plays Bolt. In real life? Yeah. Oh, good for him. But um, Jason Narvi, no, Jason Narvi's Skull, isn't it? Paul Shreer. Paul Shreer, Jason Narvi? He like... always looked like Fran Drescher to me. Yeah, no. yeah Fran Drescher, yeah. Fran Drescher, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have, um, when the, this is like possibly the goofiest, most brilliant thing in the series is when they go back up to the moon, which yeah. is just the desert with a blue filter on it. Yeah. Um, Rita Repulsor and Zed, who, Rita Repulsor and Zed, who last time we saw them, they were going to take the big old serpent zord they've got and fly back and live with Rita's dad. I thought you were going to yeah. say into the sun. 
that didn't happen for some reason. They're driving around the moon in a camper van. Like, basically, like, the RV from friggin' Spaceballs. Yeah. Like, they're driving around in that, and they're trying to find where their base was again so they can take it back. Um, And that's kind of funny. I like the idea of Zed and Rita on a road trip. They're like, they've got sun loungers out, and Zed's, like, sat on a sun lounger with with an umbrella above him, and he's just watching the TV, watching what's going on on Earth. Nice. Keeping an eye on stuff. Um, And sometimes they'll send a monster to interfere with Mondo and actually help the rangers out. Um... There's some cool story arcs with like the Gold Ranger and Jake bringing Jason back. There's like a whole mystery of who's going to be the really who's the Gold Ranger? Is it Billy? With with no. Rita, all the monsters were made out of clay. Yeah, there were some later that had miniature frozen monsters. No, they they had monsters made out of clay all the time, but she could turn things. Zed can turn objects into monsters. Okay, who yeah. was who was? There was another villain. It may have been Mondo that had. No, monsters. Mondo has robots. Just an endless supply of robots. He just has an robot. Yeah, or you can make robots out of anything mechanical on Earth. Like it was. It may have been like a much later series, but there is someone who had like glass, almost like, you know, um, Beauty and the Beast, where he keeps the rose in. There's like a series where they had those, and it was just like these little rubber toys they put in, and it'd be like, oh, look, it's come to, like, there might have been VR Rangers. (laughs) VR Troopers. Yeah. Oh, one of the characters from VR Troopers makes a cameo in this series. Oh my God, Carmen Ryder joins the shit out of... That was in the last series. Power Rangers. Yeah, there's a whole arc in which yeah, the Kamen so. Riders came back and they thought, Kamen Rider was so much cooler than fucking Power Rangers. Kamen Rider the series is Master Rider's not. Master no. Rider's kind of rubbish. The Master Rider kind of rubbish. But, um, I remember because... Yeah, the girl who played... You know the girl VR Trooper, whatever yeah, her name is? Yeah. She plays a completely different character, but she's a bit of a love interest for like an episode with Tommy and a ski resort episode. Which is um, quite cool. But apparently the original plan was the Gold Ranger. They planned for him to be the leader of the VR Troopers. Oh. Like, and the idea was that, you know, VR Troopers had disbanded because they only did two seasons. Yeah. And he was going to have the new Gold Ranger power. But it, they didn't. They went with a quite a bizarre thing, quite a sci-fi concept. The Gold Ranger is actually three people who share one con- consciousness. They're referred to collectively as Trey of Triforia. And there's the Trey of Wisdom, Trey of Bravery, Trey of Courage. And they morph together into one. And... It takes the power of their three bodies in one to withhold the power of the Gold Ranger. Yeah. And that's why Jason can't keep it forever because it's messing with him a bit. And, like, Jason holds it, though, because Jason's a badass. Yeah. And he's noticeably older than the other Rangers again. They, they need <laughs> he's, to just... he's still noticeably older than the, the other next Rangers. Series, he's still in it. Yeah, the next series, of the Turbo, is where they finally graduate high school. So, thank oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah, they can look older now. Yeah. Um, but there's some really cool stuff in this series. Like, the finale, like... Finale's amazing. They didn't do a multi-part finale. It's just one episode. Mondo turns up again. They're fighting him. The Gold Ranger gets, you know, Jason gives the Gold Ranger powers back to Trey. Yeah. They're like, we need the Megazords to fight him because the Mondo's made himself and all his buddies giant. Okay. And the Gold Ranger's like, we ain't got time for that. And he just turns all the Rangers into giants. And there's no moment where they go, fuck. <laughs> Shit. They just fight. They just fight. They just take it in their stride. And because it's an American, this is American shot stuff, they actually get really nicely done action sequence where they got miniatures and yeah. shot outside, make, you know, forced perspective to make them look giant. Yeah. Um, and the best part in the episode, the glorious finale, where Mondo is just sort of, you know, say, making peace with Rita and Zed on the moon. He's like, you know, we had some fun. We're going to go. Is that okay? And Rita's like, Zed's like, you know what? I got you a present. And he gives a present to the little kid, little Prince Sprocket, mm-hmm. who, who is a kid. I remember it's- these people now. They had like skirts that were cogs. And. They go away and they go, well, we're out of here. See you later. And they jump in their RV and they drive off. And as they're driving off, you can see them in the background and it just fucking explodes like the box. And they cuts back and the entire family are dead. Like 
Prince Rocket's head's on the ground. Mondo's shouting some nonsense. His head's still oh, talking. Oh, shit, I do remember those people. They look like the fucking woman from Superman 3. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, they, they read and said, straight up murder a fucking child with an exploding present. There's nothing wrong with that. Really and his that. head's on the floor at the end. Yeah, that's good. That's how Power Rangers Zero ends. That's good. So, yeah. Um, it is a consistent series. Like, the third series had some really wobbliness where they kept introducing new stuff and there's silver costumes and yeah. all that bollocks. It was nonsense. But this series had a really cool finale. It felt like a story that was told over the whole thing. They paced out the introduction of the new Rangers. Um, they didn't overdo Auric, who's really irritating. He's mm. like a big robot guy. He's got a stupid voice because that's to be one in every series. Um, and yeah, it ended up being a fun series. I think it might be like best series so far after I've gone through. And I'm working through them all. Shit. But mm. I've got um, I've got Power Rangers and Turbo a Power Rangers movie here. Uh, Turbo Power Rangers movie has a scene on a ghost ship. The... Okay, I've got to watch that one. Yeah, the little boy, the Blue Ranger, he's yeah. he basically wakes up on the ghost ship and he gets up and then uh, suddenly a bunch of people come out of the water. Well, they've got a pirate ship, which yeah. is... Um, Diva Tox is the villain yeah. in that series. But I'm not going to watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie because it's not canon. It doesn't count. It's not? No, it's not canon. Not oh. canon at all. It's, I think it's a fun film. I like it. It looks like shit. It's but much it's better than Power Rangers Turbo. Yeah, Turbo Power Rangers movie. A lot of people have said it's terrible, and I think I've only ever seen like part of it. I've seen the whole thing, and I can mm. I can absolutely agree it's terrible. Like I was saying, there's a scene on a pirate ship in which the kid loses his voice. Sweet. And it seems like it's going to be like a thing where they like kidnap him, and they're going to have to chase after him. He can't shout. It's morphing time. <laughs> yeah, he can't shout at all. And then mm. and then like he's like help, help, and then like you think, oh no, they're going to kidnap him, and then the others just wake up and start kicking the living shit out of everything. You're like, nice. oh. Never mind then. <laughs> but um, yeah, Zio, done with. No more of it. I get to watch the next series where partway through the series, one of the Rangers is injured in real life and Tommy decides he's going to leave. So they just fire all the Rangers and hire new ones. <laughs> like they just replace the entire cast halfway through the series. Nice. Yeah. It's one way to do it. Do you get your first Black Red Ranger though? Progress. Isn't that good? Only took a few years. Yeah. And it's, it helped them like, you know, get away from the whole Black Ranger being a black guy thing and the yellow ranger being an Asian woman thing in the yeah. first thing. they uh they apparently they had they didn't even twig that until after the show was airing like no one no one no one twigged the whole way through it the Native Americans are red ranger in Zio no one no one always... oh that's another thing Tommy meets his long lost brother David he's played by his real life brother Jason David Frank's real life brother yeah and then once they get to the part where it's revealed he's not the gold ranger because he was one of the decoys yeah never hear from him again Oh. Yeah. That family has a lot of issues. They're really close. You just met your twin brother. You hang out with him for four episodes. Fuck it. <laughs> nice. But yeah. Um, oh, and Billy gets old and then is written out of the show because the actor left when they... And also, he was gay, yeah. Like, apparently they had issues with him being they gay. Kept, yeah, they kept abusing him or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, I kind of find it funny that they, like, they have this bit where you see Billy just not saying anything on the screen. And they've dubbed him over, and it's some guy doing an impression. He's terrible. Doesn't sound like. <laughs> hey him guys, all. I have to go now, and his mouth's not moving at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally it is the equivalent of my planet needs me. Yeah, I Pucci. must leave now. Poochie just Pucci yeah. He literally does go back to another planet. So, <laughs> yeah, but there goes Billy. But yeah, Zio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Turbo. A lot of people say it's the worst one out of the Mighty Morphin series. So <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. It's the one where they all drive cars. Yeah, yeah. It it's is. got a cool theme tune though. Yeah, the fucking costumes are terrible though, dude. Yeah. They're terrible Power Zords. Well, the really dumb thing with that is the series it's based on was a comedy series and Power Rangers isn't a comedy series in that series. Yeah. Like it, yeah. like the Japanese version is full-blown comedy. 
<coughs> well, enjoy that. Right. Your right. my next review is going to be gonna, well. My third review is going to be another Netflix thing. No, oh. Mind Hunters. Mind Hunters. Yeah, David Fincher oh. made a series, didn't he, for Netflix? That's nice of him. Holy it's very fuck. charitable of him. Holy fuck, it's good. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to go into the basic premise, and I'll and then I'll just give my rank because I don't want to go too much into detail because I feel like this is the kind of series that. Each person's going to take out of it, take away something new from it. It's very well directed, very well, like there are romance elements and there's psychological elements and then there's background elements. I think at one point you're meant to assume that he, he might become a killer, <gasps> the main character. But at the same time, I, I think that may be just me reading into it as if it's a TV program and not as if it's a complete narrative that's already happened because it is based on a true story. So it might be that, you know, but anyway, uh, that's besides the point. So Mindhunters is a story all about. Um, a young man works in the FBI. He's part of their trainer and profiling um, team. Uh, one day, a man goes fucking mental and shoots himself in the fucking face. This is in the first seven minutes of the first episode, nice. quite graphically, because he believes he can't be seen and he thinks that his wife is going to leave him. Turns out his wife wasn't going to leave him. She's just worried about because he hasn't been taking his medication. But he still kablooies his fucking head off of his shoulders like a oh, fucking advert for shampoo. Um, and then uh, and from that point on, we sort of get to know the agent. Um, I can't remember his name because it was a week and a half ago that I watched it. Um, but um, we get to know the agent as goes for his day-to-day life. He meets a woman. He falls in love. He uh, meets his new his new partner who basically is a FBI trainer. Um, so he goes from police, police, um, police station to police station trying to help people work out ways they can... They can, they can um, they can verify who it is who's committing crimes because they're they're all. It's all about the new way of profiling profiling um, criminals. Yeah. So ever since, um, well, they're the police forces are all terrified because they recently had to deal with Charles Manson, a man who had no um, no motive to kill, no reason to kill those people. Just snapped and then went and killed a bunch of pimps and Charles um, Manson. Yeah. Charles Manson didn't kill anyone. Well, no, his his his, and he um, went after producers and stuff because they um, yeah, rejected his music and his movie. Yeah, his album was actually really good. That Hell to Skelter, he wrote, didn't he? No, he didn't write Hell to Skelter. Hell to Skelter was about him. Yeah, but he wrote. Um, he's, he's got an album, the Madison Family album. It's actually a really good folk song album, yeah. written by a psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so um, that's what Mindhunters is about, and they eventually come up with the idea that they're going to interview serial killers to find out exactly why they did what they did, mm. and work out work out if there was any pattern, if there's anything they can look for, anything they can do to prevent these crimes or prevent people from snapping. Um, and as Minority a, Report, a bit like Minority Report, <laughs> but yeah, we'll stop it before it happens. But um, but instead of locking people up for crimes they didn't commit. They're just trying to help people from not making mistakes in their lives that would lead them into a horrible mm. situation. Uh, but all in all, really good series. Really beautifully shot and directed. There's one really dodgy bit of CGI that doesn't that's need to be there. A Fincher sta- that's a Fincher staple. That's why he's yeah. an auteur. One really <laughs> shit CGI shot. Yeah. Um, so people go on about the bit in um, Zodiac where, like, he stabs the girl by the edge of the lake. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, wow, you saw it and the blood was spurting out and stuff. So it was awful. It yeah. looked horrible. Um, but I really recommend Mindhunters. If you've got Netflix, it's fucking incredible. It's a really strong series. And a lot of what's happening, a lot of what's said, you'll have actors that are portraying something other than what the dialogue says, doing it in a way that you can still clearly follow what they're thinking, what, mm. the, what the narrative is trying to point towards. Um, and just yeah all in all really fucking impressive 
everyone's raving about it. I need to watch it, but I still haven't watched Master of None yet. Master of None season two is one of the best seasons of TV ever. Yeah, I need to get watching it. It's fucking But you know, I've got 43 episodes of Power Rangers Turbo to watch. Did I tell you about the episode that's, um, there's a segment, it's basically three segments. It's three different smaller stories within all the other stories. And there's one that's completely silent. It's a deaf woman and her, her boyfriend or husband having conversations about their interactions and, and, just oh, it's doing stuff in a doing traditional jokes in a non-traditional way and filming it all in like fucking these beautiful ah oh, just it's a great series. Netflix has kind of been hitting out of the park when it comes to a lot of things. I mean, like I well, Fist- they don't have to worry about like making sure the adverts kick in. They're yeah. producing something the advertisers have to worry about. Yeah, that's what Duncan Jones was saying a while ago. That they're probably the best studio to work with if you want to just make a film. Your film, as long as you can get the budget for it. Yeah. I freaking they got a Will Smith film coming on there this like, soon. Which yeah. I'm starting right, yeah. to sort which of... Which looks like Shadowrun, but... I'm, yeah, I'm coming, mm. kind of coming around to, to that, but it's directed mm. by David Ayer, who directed Suicide Squad. Yeah, David Ayer has directed a lot more End very good films. End of Watch was incredible. Yeah. End of Watch was one of my all-time favourite movies, yeah. and I need to remember that. Mm-hmm. Don't betray me again, David I keep telling you, don't. It's not David Ayer's fault that Suicide... Well, but he defended it. Yeah, well, of course he would. It's one of his works, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not. If he didn't there's edit probably, it, then he's an yeah, editor You know there's probably well. stuff in your contracts when you make a film that says you've got to talk, not talk bad about the film you've made for yeah, so long, isn't yeah. it? You know. That's why yeah. Ben Affleck just shuts up when he was doing the Batman v Superman tour. <laughs> Vampire Baby. See, <laughs> That's all I remember see Punisher's well. coming out the same day as Batman v Superman. Um, um, Justice, Justice League. League, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to be watching what? Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward Punisher. to. I'm looking forward to the Punisher. I'm yeah. also looking forward to Four Ragnarok. Did yeah. you? I, I. My favorite thing about Four Ragnarok is that Jeff Goldblum has been allowed to go around the world and do press releases again. Hmm. Did you see the one he did for Good Morning? No. I recommend anyone who has the ability to go on YouTube and type in Jeff Goldblum Good Morning interview. He flirts with Holly Willoughby. Well, you would. And it is incredible because it's Jeff Holly Goldblum. Willoughby's a national oh, treasure. Jeff, so is Jeff Goldblum. Well, he's a different, not our national treasure. Yeah. If they could breed, then Nicholas Cage would probably try and track him down. <laughs> well, those photos I saw of him with different um, garish jumpers on. Yeah. Just striking Just dresses however he wants. Yeah, you know, Matt he's... Damon's in for Ragnarok. What? Yeah, he's got a cameo. I'm not going to spoil it because it's a fucking hilarious cameo. Really? But, yeah. Um, oh. Taika Waititi plays Kirk in it you know the director yeah Um, not is it Kirk I think it's Kirk but he's got that do you see that scene where Thor's like um, you know I used to have a hammer and it was forged from a dying star yeah. and when I swung it around it allowed me to fly he goes what you rolled your hammer it's like Kirk's giant rock monster talking yeah. with oh, New Zealand right, director. that's Kirk yeah, yeah no, I, he's, he's part like, of the World War Hulk story yeah and he's just like what you rolled your hammer and he's like no he rolled you on it back and it, no no when I swung it around it pulled me off he's like oh my god your hammer pulled you off <laughs> and like, no it pulled me off into the sky <laughs> so, I, I love, love I do love Taika Waititi I yeah. think that he's a great director Hunt of the Wilder People's a good film it's like it's, Hunt, that's one of those films that made me feel like Sam Neill actually gave a fuck about the world again Sam Neill does some good stuff, man. I know he does some good stuff, but like he did Daybreakers, and ever since Daybreakers, he just felt yeah, sort but he of loves, like he was asleep. He loves B movies as well. Does he? Yeah. Well, why do you think he signed up to Jurassic Park? That's a B movie with a giant budget. That's true. But you know, stuff like uh, he was in one of the Omen films, freaking yeah, he was. Possession, which is an art house B movie. Possession is not an art house B movie. Possession <laughs> is a fucking spy movie that breaks the breaks every fucking mold it's ever been. Possession's played. brilliant. Film, it is a great it? film. It's actually quite. It's disgusting. It's quite disgusting, but also it's something arousing <laughs> about a woman riding around with a bed full of tentacles. Yeah. Classic. Classic. It's a, it is actually a great movie. Mm. I watched that not long ago. 
Because it was released on Blu-ray, um, wasn't it? Special effects were done by Stan Winston, wasn't it? Before, like, yeah. like around the same time as the thing. Yeah. Wasn't it before his before his wage shot up? <laughs> well, that was there was only one special effects shot. It was the creature on the bed, yeah, wasn't it? That was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I really want to watch the thing again now. It's out um, being re-released. It is in 4K, fully Ooh, restored. 4K. Yeah, they're, but they're taking it from the negative, the original film print yeah. negative, which is awesome. That's the first I'm going to watch it on it. VHS, the way it's intended. I have an old copy that I recorded off of Channel 4 later. That's the watch. way you should watch it. I love old VHS. The shittier tapes. the thing looks, the better. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I, I wouldn't say that, because the thing looks spectacular. Yeah, the special effects in that actually look spectacular. There's something about watching a film with the degrading and it's yeah. just breaking apart and stuff, man. There's something about that copy of Evil Dead that everybody had where it would have the weird tracking issue mm. just where it was the tape was slipping and it, for some reason it happened every time. Evil Dead's freaking... That's how I watched it on a part, on the first time on a bootleg video because it was banned in the UK when I was a kid. Yeah. Got released eventually in like the early 90s but yeah, that was um, Evil Dead was a freaking... That was one of those films where everyone was like you got to see it, you got to see it. See, I didn't have that, but I was 10 years after you probably watched it. Yeah, you probably watched it when it was officially released. Yeah, like 1990s. Yeah. Mm. It was still a pretty... wasn't that cut. It was still no. pretty much the full version. I remember that my problem was that Evil Dead, for me, didn't hold any allure. It, it was quite restricted. Mm. I still loved it. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong, but I grew up watching The Fly and Return of the Living Dead. Those are the first two horror films I ever saw mm. as a kid. I was like seven or eight years old. Yeah, but no one paid attention to The Fly when that came out. No. The video nasty zero because it was a big budget film. Yeah. And all they went for was the low budget films that couldn't defend themselves. Well, Return of the Living Dead and The Fly were the two that mm. got me started. And that's why I love horror now. Mm. It's because I feel one day we will get those films again. There will be that sort of... There's some pretty good horror around these days. Yeah. Stuff like It Follows and yeah. all that. It's um, all it's Apparently all Happy Death Day is pretty brilliant. Like, just Happy fun Death and dumb. Day. I've heard, yeah, fun and yeah. dumb. Um, yeah. Most of the time, the problem with Raw. horror now is that big concept horror just becomes a zombie film, no. or um, or it's indie horror, which becomes slow moving but incredibly tense and well directed. Well, jump scare marathon—that's the oh. modern horror, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jump scare jamboree. Come see it. What the fuck is going on with it? Uh, I, I'm not gonna. I don't have any urge to watch it. No, neither do I. I saw Stranger Things last year. Oh, you were talking about Mindhunters. Yeah, I so said I gave it to Tom Atkins. Oh, right, okay, right. Yeah, it's great, it's fantastic. It's, should uh, everyone should watch it. My last review is WWE 2K18, the deluxe edition. John Cena edition. No, I didn't get the Cena Nuff edition, as it's called. Cena Nuff. Did you get it? Yeah. Because you've seen enough of John Cena. Um, no, last year I bought the big stupid special edition, and I just got it because I wanted Shinsuke Nakamura's autograph, really. Um, this year I got the deluxe edition, so I got it a few days early, which was nice. A bit touch and go there for a second, but it turned up. Um, and yeah, they this it's the usual buggy mess. Um, there's all sorts of stuff keeps going wrong. I've had it crash during creator wrestler mode, and I've had like things where they're like, "Oh yeah, this wrestler's been calling you out," and the next time it's brought up, it's a different wrestler's name. And then when you complete the challenge, a completely different wrestler congratulates you on completing the challenge mm. that apparently he set you up for, but it wasn't him; it was someone else. Um, as you're going through career mode, okay, so the game's buggy as hell, like it normally is. But there's been some stuff I think they've done that's really good to it. They've really like a lot of people don't like the simulation style of the wrestling games are getting, but I really like them. They've done a lot of stuff to really like build on the sort of moments you'd have in a WWE match, like in multi-person matches. Now it can happen in tag matches, in steel cage, in um, hell and cell matches, um, battle royales, and stuff like that. Every now and again, if you get smacked really hard with a massive move, your character will roll outside the ring. 
and there's like a little meter that starts building up. And when he gets to the orange part, it takes a while to do, but if he gets to the orange part, you can jump back in the ring straight away and get into action. If you let it fill all the way, you'll be more rested and you jump back in with more energy so mm-hmm. you can do a special move quicker and have a bit of an advantage, which is a nice way because it mimics the whole sort of thing where, you know, like a, a wrestler's taken out during a tag match for a while and then he can jump back in and save the day. Yeah. That's quite smart. Um, there's a little subtle control thing that's not even mentioned anywhere in the game, but the D-pad lets you break up pinfalls now. There's always been a thing where if you're pinning someone, you could press L1, you just get up out of the pinfall as if nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So that was your way of simulating the flow of a match because a lot of people like to wrestle the matches as if they're simulating a real match. Yeah. So they'll purposely take a few hits for a while, then they'll fight back and all this sort of stuff because they want to stage a wrestling match. But with the D-pad on this one, you can do stuff like you can pull your opponent's head up like a heel would as if he's like, I'm not done beating this guy up yet. You can do stuff like you press it and it makes the opponent like kick their shoulder up only slightly at the last second Yeah. as if they're like barely getting out of the pinfall. Oh, okay, yeah, stuff. I see what you mean. Yeah, so that they've added awesome. little, little things like that in there so you can you can control the narrative of the match, which is quite smart. Yeah. Um, they let you get rid of that... I couldn't stand the submission technique in the last one. It was this weird... You had to move an analogue slider around and try and cover your opponents. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I didn't like it. In this one, you can switch it to button mashing. I prefer button mashing because mm. <laughs> I like old wrestling games where you have to mash buttons like crazy. Um, they got eight-man matches in there, which tank the frame rate a little bit. But it's the first time they've done an eight-man match for ages, and it's nice to have them in there. Um, weirdly, you can't have Survivor Series matches, and I need to fiddle with the create rules thing, maybe see if there's a way to set the rules up so you can have elimination eight-man tag. Because mm. it's really weird that there's... It's really weird you can have an eight-man tag match and not have a Survivor Series elimination yeah. rules, which is the reason. But these Royal Rumbles are now really big. You can have you know money-in-the-bank matches with eight people and... You know, all sorts of crazy shit going on. Hmm. Um, you know, it's just a bunch of little tweaks here and there they've done. Um, pro tip, when you start the game, you get given a whole bunch of the points for using to upgrade your wrestler in my career. Don't spend it on unlocking wrestlers like I did because you're going to need them because hmm. your wrestler starts off very weak. How, how how hard is it to earn them? Oh, you get fuck all. You need like, at the early part, you need about 1,000, 1,200 to bump up a stat and you get about 300 a match. <laughs> you can cut, after a while, you can do stuff like you can go and cut a promo if there's not a story going on during the career yeah. mode. That'll earn you a little extra. You can start a backstage brawl with someone that'll earn you a little extra. Um, but it is, it's a slog. I think there comes a point, if I remember rightly, the last game, it comes a point where it starts ramping up how much you get, how much you get each match. Yeah. But what I'd suggest most people do is just go and play the universe mode and the other modes and rack up money then and then jump into my career. Oh, okay. So, you, so you've got a whole bunch of it. Pro spare. tip. Pro tip. One sec. Pro tip. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. But um yeah. Um, tip, play the game it's good, got yeah. a fucking massive roster of wrestlers. Yeah? Yeah. In all like how how would you how would you say this compares to WWE two K seventeen? It's a better game, you just need to fix the bugs in it. It's a better game, but just need to fix the and how about two K sixteen? Two K sixteen was alright. Was two K sixteen? Seventeen better? was better than two K sixteen. Okay. So they are, they are little improving bit. little bits yeah. here and there. Do you feel like maybe it's time that they skipped a year and patched a lot of the issues? I think they, they should probably do a new game engine at some point. Yeah. I think the thing is, people forget this. The the old wrestling games when years ago when wrestling games were super popular for a few years. Yeah. Um at the time, there was three different consoles, and each console got its own wrestling game. Yeah, because they and, would be produced yeah. by different houses. And That's if, why you got the SNES. It was all THQ and stuff, but it was yeah. like if you didn't like the arcade style of one, there was a simulation style wrestling game. Yeah. There was something a little bit in between, but there isn't now. You have to make. Yeah, that they're not going to spend that money. Fire Pro Wrestler. 
Uh, you can get Fire Pro Wrestling on PC now. Can you? Yeah, Fire Pro Wrestling World. It's really good. I've yeah. got Fire Pro. I've got the Game Boy one. Game Boy yeah, Advance. I gave you the one for the SNES as well, oh, didn't you? I? You gave me GQ Pro Wrestling X. Yeah. Power Move Pro Wrestling. Um, maximum Voltage 96. It's pretty fucking hard as nails game. Though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did not get very far in that game. No, I tried every now and again. I almost won a match once. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember I was the fish face guy and I just lost immediately. Yeah, squid guy. I like him. Yeah. Spit ink. Yeah. <laughs> the creative wrestler on this is really good. Um, new little thing they've added. Very important. You can pull individual teeth out of your created wrestler. Oh. <laughs> so when you're creating a wrestler, you can just like go, oh yeah, I want that tooth out. I want that tooth out. Um, weirdly, there's no mouth guards. I've looked through. I can't find any mouth guards, which is odd because there's a bunch of wrestlers who wrestle with mouth guards. And I want mouth guards. When are they going to bring back the old Fight Night games? Fight Night? Who knows? When EA need more money. I love Fight Night so much. Yeah. Boxing's not really a massive deal now, and they've probably got more coming in with the UFC game they do. Yeah. Which that's is not kind very of very good. Yeah. But, um, they got it. They got it right the first year they did the UFC game. Mm-hmm. And they did it again the second year, and it just went shit. Like the first year, when you put it on hard, people did more damage. They were slightly faster to react, mm-hmm. and they could they could do more transitions, and they would be able to duck things a little bit easier when they went to the second game it was just lazy programming they just made it so the person weighed more yeah so when you got when you got someone on top of you you just couldn't escape and it wasn't because that you were like lack of skill or anything like that it was just because they made them weigh so much you couldn't shift from under them <laughs> the, the, there's a weight balance thing in 2k18 but it's kind of you can still do moves against people it just means that if you're a cruiserweight there's certain moves you won't be able to do on them yeah. but you're still going to be able to strike and do flying kicks and all this sort of stuff um, there's some cool ways of doing finishers in it as well. I saw when I was playing a match yesterday, my tag team partner jumps off the top rope and the opponent, the computer opponent did a super kick on him in midair. Like as he was coming down, she went boom like that. I was like, fuck, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, you can catch people when they're doing a move. I got, you can like, if they jump off the top turnbuckle and hit reverse and grab them and hit your finisher on them, like when they're flying for the air, which is quite cool. Hmm. Um, they've also added in the option to pick up people and walk around with them for a second, but the computer AI kick gets out of that way too quickly. Yeah. Like, that's irritating because you need to be able to get them towards the ropes or something and slam them into things. But, um, but yeah, overall, it, it's a better game. They need to patch the shit out of it, though. Um, apparently in universe mode, if you, cause you can, like, you get the, what matches are on the show, you can change them and customize them how you want. Mm. If you schedule a promo for your wrestler, then it crashes the game, apparently. But I don't tend to schedule them. I like to play universe mode by, like, just letting the event create itself. Yeah. And choose what matches I want to play. Um, but yeah, it's it's decent. There's there's so many wrestlers in it. By the time all the DLCs out, which if you get the deluxe edition, you get the season pass with it. Um, there's something like 206 wrestlers in all, Jesus which is fucking, fucking crazy. Like that's a lot, and it's like a really good solid roster. Lots of legends, lots of new guys. Um, there's not too much padding in there. Like they haven't done too much of the his, you know, one wrestler from 2006. He's one wrestler from 2008. Same guy. Um, if they've done that, it's when it's worthwhile. Like they've got. They've got Undertaker in the early 90s, they've got late 90s Undertaker, and they've got Biker Undertaker, and they've got Modern Undertaker, and they're four distinct Undertakers, so it makes sense. It's not like what they did one year where there was like three Alberto Del Rios for some reason. He's, what what difference has he had? He went from wearing gold trunks to white trunks. But, um, no. Solid game if they patch it. Apparently PC version seems to be a bit worse, but that's normal, mm. isn't it? Um, these days. Looks nice sometimes, looks terrible other times. Some of the graphics are really good. The lighting on it's amazing. Like yeah. I think they've done a really good job of that. Um, some really nice little physics stuff going on. But yeah, there's been tweaks to the way certain match types happen. But I think I just you know it just takes ages to do anything in it. 
If you don't spend all your points on unlocking characters at the start, you might have more fun. Because <laughs> I, I had to unlock the Legion of Doom, and I had to, I had to unlock the, the you Schwackers. You use the word "have you" as if as if you need to do that. I needed. I needed to get Cactus Jack. Mm. <laughs> I don't but think yeah. you did. I think you wanted Cactus. Jack. Yeah, yeah, but it's fun. Don't buy it. Right, your review. <laughs> Alright. Well, my last review this um, this week is actually something I've been looking forward to playing. Oh, no. I didn't get around to actually buying it when it was first released because um, I heard bad things. Lots of bad things. What the fuck? Breaking news from ESPN. What? Breaking news from ESPN. Okay, right. Reveal it. Hold on. I'm waiting for it to load. Oh, fuck's sake. Are you on the yeah. Wi-Fi? Um, Kurt Angle to wrestle at WWE TLC. <laughs> yeah. After Roman Reigns, two other wrestlers... Oh, shit, yeah, I heard about this. What? A bunch of wrestlers got meningitis. What? Yeah. S- suspiciously... They've got meningococcalus disease. Bray, Bray Wyatt... Yeah. Who's... Uh, uh, I can't remember his f- proper fluffy name, but his brother's Bo Dallas. Yeah. They've both got meningitis, and so has Bray Wyatt's wife. Yeah. So they've been sleeping with the same woman, his mm-hmm. wife. Kissing disease, isn't it? No, meningitis. Not really meningitis. No, meningitis. You can get. You're thinking of mono. Mono. Yeah, yeah but meningitis, meningitis is meningococcus disease. Yeah, you can get it. But Roman contact. Reigns has got it. Apparently. Roman Reigns has meningitis. Well, let's hope it's not spinal because he could die. <laughs> right. Anyway, is this well, it my says review? viral infection, but I I heard meningitis the other is day. Is this my review? Yeah. Anyway, your okay. review. I'm going to read Sorry. this. Um, so yeah, I've been looking forward to this game for quite a while, and it it, it was always around twenty five, thirty quid, and although for a new release, that's not bad. Because of the bad stuff I'd heard, I held off. I'm kind of glad I did, because I recently saw it. It went down to 10 quid, and that game is, of course, Prey um, oh, 2017. Yeah. I kind of want to play that, but I also feel like there's a lot of hot mess in it. See, that's what I heard. And that's I got heard... the most amazing opening of any game for years. Like, the whole opening sequence is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But everybody played it on the demo. Did I didn't. Did you not? No, I didn't oh. play it. But anyway, so Prey, um, for those of you that don't know, was kind of a failed, a failed franchise, wasn't it? So yeah. around 2006, this game was released and it was the Proto Portal. It was early in 2006, wasn't it? Like 2004? No, no, because it was Xbox 360, so it'd be 2006. 2006. Yeah. So 2006, Prey was a release game for the uh, for the Xbox 360 and, and it came out on PC. Um, it was the story of a Native American man working in a bar who happened to be working there on the wrong night because... Aliens invade. Aliens invade. They take the bar up into space and he has to fight back. Um, you find out that you have the power to spirit walk and all this other shit linked to Native American history and it's sort of... The whole idea is that aliens that capture you, they don't just use technology, they use technology and spirituality. Hmm. And so they're capturing, not capturing, but they're using energies from other dimensions to sort of power their mechanisms. Yeah. And it just so happens that your spirituality kind of matches what that world is like. It's almost like a, a from beyond scenario. Yeah. Um, Sexy. And Tommy, Tommy basically goes through this trying to, trying to save his girlfriend, uh, who tragically dies during it in one of the greatest sequences in modern gaming. Oh, well, they turn her into a spider monster. They turn her into a fucking monster. And yeah. she's like begging him to kill her and all this other shit. They do something similar in Quake 6, or Quake 4, sorry, but it's not quite as, not quite as, uh, emotional that's or not as well acted. Or as well acted. What? That's not the new Prey game, though. No, no, I'm, I'm sort of giving history. But it's um, not the same. The game was well received and it had a bunch of mechanics that made it talked about because it had this really awesome thing where there were portals. Yeah, they were like hidden in boxes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, portals hidden yeah. in boxes and then you also had like portals that were just on the ceiling and you had like 
depending on which port you went through, that would dictate the gravity in a room, and then others it would dictate your size. Yeah. Um, there's one where you had a sniper rifle. You could aim the sniper rifle at a moon that was over on the other side of this complex and snipe enemies. If you did that before you went through the nearest portal, because the portal that you're about to go through immediately brings you to that moon, you don't have to fight anyone. You could just pass through without any issue. Yeah. Um, and it was really intelligent, nice little puzzly shit like that that was really cool. And the whole thing, like, I, I know that people don't really talk about that game very much anymore at all. I mean, if ever. Um, but the whole idea of immediately going into an area that was fully loaded, and it's a completely different environment. It's yeah. not like walking through a door in a game where you can map it out. It's like walking through a door that then exists in a universe that has its own home yeah. sort of planning. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. They were going to release a Prey 2 in which Tommy returns or an, a new protagonist returns. Um, a new protagonist joins the game, sorry. And yeah, you're going to be like a Blaze bounty runner, hunter. Yeah, bounty hunter on a planet that mm. was a bit like Valerian in the A Thousand Planets, but it, you know, there was all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was apparently, that was quite far in production and then shut yeah. down. Um, sorry, I'm itching my testicles. I just have to do that during the podcast because it's Good. real itchy. Well done. Um, so, cut to 2017, where they have a game that's not really associated with the previous two games. It's given the Prey moniker, I guess, just because name recognition to some extent. Wasn't Prey based on a comic book and they like probably own the license to it? No, I don't think I'm so. sure it was one, because it it's supposed to be in production since the N64 days, Prey was the original. The original one. Prey, yeah. I yeah. think the original Prey was something linked to something else, but I don't think yeah. it was made... I think the comic book was made as part of the promo. Yeah, maybe. And then it was released before the game was ever finished, and then five years later the game was the new ones are... Um, uh, 05 whoa, what's the fucking numbers you refer to those games as Deus Ex and friggin Shellshock and Bioshock they all come under 0541 oh, yeah 0451 the Fahrenheit reference yeah that's what they're called oh right I didn't realise that's the genre but the new game the new yeah, game you did a bunch of videos about <clears throat> those games oh the new game has you starring as a scientist who mm. is trapped on a station in which a bunch of shadow creatures yeah have appeared uh, you find out soon into the game that shadow creatures are actually the uh, scientists. Um, what's happened is an experiment has caused them all to become mimic life forms in which they violently attack anyone who isn't one of them and when not violently attacking they're attempting to hide as objects within the environment. Yeah. Which has a really nice has a really nice uh, it's almost a hide and seek mechanic to it. Um, one of the things that I didn't realise straight away um, when playing it is that you have you have service stations. The service stations, you've got security ones, you've got um, personnel ones, and then you've got you've got um, sort of management ones. If you go to a management one, they've got a list of all the people that are in the station and what their what their status is. Um, I didn't realise this, but as you kill the big mimics that are like the um, they're like the people sized ones anyway. Um, as you kill those, they get ticks next to the name when you discover who it is you've killed in mimic form. <laughs> So the personnel file updates. So I, as I play and as I defeat more of these movies, I see ticks appearing. Mm. And it's pretty interesting. It's a nice little, nice little thing. Also, it has zero-G um, space scenes that aren't completely confusing and shit. That's that rare. was really nice. It's <laughs> rare for that to happen at all. You've got... Um, they basically treat, teach it like, uh, treat it like a uh, flight sim. Yeah. So you've got shoulder buttons, the two bumpers... They do your your yaw. Is that left and right? The, roll. the spin, yeah. the roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you can then do a barrel roll. Yeah, and then to go forward, like to thrust forward, you just press the sprint button. Yeah, as if you're in a normal environment. It's great, simple, fantastic. Um, uh, all in all, I'm really impressed. There's like a few. You haven't finished it yet, have you? I haven't. No, I'm no. playing on hardcore. So I'm, I I tend to play a little bit slow when I'm playing. Yeah, on the hardcore get ready for um, how this game goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, because apparently he goes a bit fucking nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. Cause I know what happens throughout the whole for the game, yeah. but it's um, yeah, it it goes places. Yeah, yeah, you'll see. Well, I've already got like <laughs> the thing that I'm doing is I'm playing it as if I'm playing a Dark Souls game, and the way that I play a Dark Souls game is you use the you use the you just keep sh- reloading the same checkpoint. And no, you use the nowhere. shit that you can amass really easily. So mm. you use like the materials to make as many bullets as you need and shit like that. You don't hold back on that stuff. But the more integral shit is like the weapon kits and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm waiting to get a shotgun before I start using weapon upgrades because I want to make like a big boomstick. I want to make something that is the fucking I want to make something that's going to mean that... Because the silence pistol is great because you get bonus points for sneak attacks and you get bonus points for headshots. But the problem is when you come up against the bigger, newer villains, like there are ones that are infused with radioactive, radioactive material and there are some that are on fire and stuff. When you encounter those, you need something that's just a bit more powerful because right now I'm using the tactic of shooting them with the glue gun and then fucking whacking them as hard as I can with a wrench, and then mm. leading them into an area with some gas tanks, and then giving them a tap before running away. And it's just like, it's nice it allows me to do that, because that is, mm. that's me playing very basically um, how I would like play any game. Like blatantly taken from Shadow Complex. What, the yeah, cause gun? You, yeah, because you know, make platforms out of it, and yeah, yeah, lead, you do make stairs up walls and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, Which was Shadow Complex whole thing, you could use it to break parts of the game by... <laughs> like firing the glue gun the right way yeah but yeah. it's I'm really enjoying it it was mm. a tenner yeah this is the thing I find most fucking yeah, it didn't insane. sell very well it kind no. of like I think it did good for the first when it first released and then it just yeah. kind of I think there were a lot of problems with the PC and the PS4 one where it was mm. deleting saves no problem and people had like a 20 hour game mm. save and it would delete it <laughs> but the game looks fucking stunning yeah I've heard that like as you get towards the end you start getting some of the mimic powers yeah, yeah, you can turn yourself so you can, into yeah, so you can, cups and stuff. Yeah, so you can you can stealth it about the place a bit more, mm. um, which I'm looking forward to doing. But for now, I'm really enjoying... Um, I only recently got to the point where I had enough to uh, make it so I could repair drones. Mm. So I've got a drone death room. Nice. So if something big's following me, I take it into the drone death room. They're far enough apart that no single attack could take out two of them at once, but they can all fire at the same time. Mm. And so I, I use that quite often. <laughs> um, but all in all, just fucking... Great. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like properly good. It's just it sort of goes off the rails a bit yeah. with its themes. I'm assuming the end is going to be dog shit. <laughs> but there is, there again, a nice a nice nod back to the old Prey is they have something called the Looking Glass System. Yeah. Which is kind of like one of the old portals. You can see a 3D environment behind the TV. So mm. you can sort of go to the edges of it and look around and oh, you can yeah, see yeah. more of the room. Um, it's, and it, uh, yeah, it's, it's still like nice, simulated realities and stuff yeah. like that. Because one of the characters has got a big old like simulated reality of uh, a place he used to live, a coastal town or something. Yeah. yeah. But um. But yeah, no, highly recommend. Mm. Especially now, it's like you can pick it up for like twelve. Yeah, I'll play eventually. But the thing is, this year every game's been fucking huge and taking forever to play through. Yeah. And uh, I've committed to making a video about five RPGs in one go. I um. That's going to be fun to play through and record all the footage of. I had I had one of those moments the other day. There were there are two games that I haven't bought that I I wanted to play quite badly. Mm. One of them was in, Injustice Two because yeah. I enjoyed Injustice One. I think Injustice Two looks alright. I've heard good things. Yeah, and then also I um, don't like the look of the Joker in it. It irritates me. Yeah, but he's not actually a character in it. He's like apparently part of a dream sequence. Is he? Yeah, yeah. he's not actually in it anymore. He, you know, um, Scarecrow's in it now. Yeah. Apparently he overdoses Harley Quinn on fear toxin. Well, he's a character you can play as. Is the I know, but, yeah, but he doesn't the, only like reason he's in, the only reason he's in the story hmm. is because she basically gets overdosed on fear gas, sees him in her fear 
fear-induced coma or whatever it is mm. and fights him. It's not actually like the Joker Joker. He's just her version of the Joker, how she saw him. There's another one of the frigging... He looks, he's got a stupid-looking face. He looks like the fucking Jared Leto. Yeah, that's... Oh, why, is, why, they, why do they not do the Joker right anymore? I don't know. Like, it, There seems to be this real urge to make him sexy or something. Not just, I don't no, get it. They seem to make him look slimy and horrible. Yeah. The Joker should have a bit of class. Yeah. Hell yeah, he wears a bow tie, you know? I didn't get, like... I just think it's David Ayer. I think that he's a bad superhero movie director. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I don't want to say he's a bad director because, again, End of Watch was a great film. Yeah. One of my favourite of the last ten years. But Suicide Squad's one of the worst films I've seen. <laughs> Do you know I forgot the Flash was in that. Mm. Someone mentioned it the other day and I was like, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, he was in it. That's yeah. his first appearance. Impact. He looks so crap in Justice League, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it's the costume doesn't help. Yeah. I can see they've made him the comic relief of the team, which is fair enough for the Flash. But he can't move in that fucking costume. Uh, it's weird. And also, like, have you... I don't know if you watched the most recent trailer, but they had more of that scene in which he meets Gordon and everybody disappears. Mm. And when he turns, he's like, oh, they've all gone. How did anyone not, like... How did they all move faster than the Flash? Yeah. <laughs> and also, how does the Flash, who's constantly slowing himself down so that the fucking... You know, so the peons of the world can see and hear him normally. Hmm. How does he not notice everything happening in slow motion and just go like, well, they're trying to fucking leave, aren't they? Yeah. They've got him so they can turn it on and off. <laughs> Guess so. Seems fucking ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah, because I mentioned that in the TV series Flash that he's like, um, you know, he's like yeah. experiences everything faster, you know, slower than everyone else. He's yeah. Like, yeah. You see the new series of Flash yet? No, I've watched one episode. Yeah, I watched the first episode. I like the new costume. It looks more like the Flash costume. It's got the gold on it. Yeah, but I don't like it. No, that's good. I like. I. I. For some reason, I feel like they got it right the first. The first one. I like the burgundy. It wasn't red. Yeah, I know, but I like the idea of a costume not being, like, not being stuck to the classic image or something. Like, I liked Green Arrow the first couple of series. I liked the shitty hoodie. And the silly little... Yeah, he's got a high-tech costume now. Yeah, he's got, like, fucking... You remember he had shoulder pads? I like that he has gimmick bat arrows, though. Yeah. Because, like, like, did you see there's one episode where he had a frigging boxing glove on an arrow in the bat in one scene? I think that was because of the Matt Fraction Hawkeye cop. Yeah, but they need to do a frigging... Have his cat arrow. That's what we need. I love... (laughs) The classic cat arrow. In the Matt Fraction Hawkeye comic, he's training a woman who's, like, an Olympic... Olympic archer Hmm. to replace him. And she does eventually have, like, her own side stories and stuff. But there's a scene where they're being... Sorry. There's a scene where they're being chased by gangsters. And he goes, just reach into the fucking bag and pull out an arrow and just fire it at them. And she's, she reaches into the bag and pulls out a boxing glove once. She's like, really? It's like, it worked. That beat the Hulk once. <laughs> like that, like... And I like the... I like that they acknowledge that shit. Yeah. They don't... They don't... They don't do a family guy. I think this is the problem. I think that Justice League is going to be like this because they have to set up so many characters. But I think that it's going to be like a case of it'll be like... Hey, I one time I uh, I fought a giant demon. It's like yeah, it's like, and it cuts to like a flashback of him fighting a giant demon, and it cuts back to him just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the best thing they could do is um, delete, acknowledge the, 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 the TV series, delete all the footage, an alternate have. universe, and yeah. then just do an infinite crisis. But but what happens instead of like merging together the two universes? The TV show just wins and they fuck off forever. Yeah, <laughs> I keep keep. Keep Ben Affleck Batman. 
I kind of like Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah. Although I don't like Ben Affleck anymore. He's fucking sleazy. And Wonder Woman's alright. Gal Gadot is the best thing about those films. She's... Although, like, I don't understand... Okay, so this is another fucking weird thing for me with a new... You've got to have a smile at the camera at some point. She's got to do her slide along the floor kick thing. Because she did it in Wonder Woman. It's not even that. Like, I... Music kicks in. Sounds nothing like all the other music in the film. Just give her a fucking proper skirt. Yeah. I don't get, like, why... It's supposed to be a warrior thing, isn't it? Yeah, but... I don't... I... She does make a point that she can't kick in the dress she was wearing. I know, but, like, she's got... <laughs> have you seen in the film? The skirt's, like, it's, like, four inches long. Yeah. And it's more like a fucking... It's more like a just... Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like all the other Rams on you, I mean, but... I did like the bit in the Wonder Woman film where she just, like, puts on her tiara and she's got a whole costume. The, the dress is gone. Yeah. You don't see her take... She's wearing the full dress thing and then she yeah. just puts on a tiara takes off her coat and she's in a Wonder Woman costume even yeah. though in the previous shot I love that I just I, just, like, Fuck it, I wish that like they, they didn't pick and choose so much shit if they want to be like the comics then just be like the comics but instead they're like we can be like the comics but let's yeah but the thing is Zack Snyder hasn't read a Batman comic since Frank Miller wrote mm. them um, I did notice in the um, new series of Arrow um, they mentioned Batman yeah they mentioned Bruce Wayne yeah in it's not like I'm Bruce Wayne just going around at night I think they need to do a crisis event and mix the um, Supergirl world straight into the same dimension as the other stuff I think that Supergirl, so they don't have to do crossover stuff and they've, they've got always, Superman then they've always got these issues now with Supergirl where the problem is I think that at this point they're sort of expecting it to fail still because it's still the lowest rated of I think their it's Legend of Tomorrow does worse doesn't it no Legend of Tomorrow is actually really highly yeah. rated yeah. critics fucking love that I like Supergirl I think Supergirl is fun I know I think there are quite a few people that are Supergirl I just can't get on with it Supergirl's a bit like Gotham for me neither of them I can really get on with everyone I was raving about Solomon Grundy this week on Gotham oh is he in it yeah and Who's Professor Pig's by? in it in, in a couple of Who's weeks Solomon Grundy play by it's the guy you know um, Butch it turns out he's actually you know Solomon Grundy you know the um, the thug who works for the Penguin and Salvatore Moroni gets his hand cut off in season two. You'll have to show me a picture after yeah. this. We he's a big bulky guy, but yeah. he's, a, he's the one, he worked for Fish Mooney, and he's yeah. a really dumb guy, but turns out he's actually Solomon Grundy. Oh. He like gets killed at the end of season two, or three. Yeah. three. Um, is it three? Was that the last one? Or yeah. Two? yeah. Um, he gets killed at the end of that, and then in the new series, gets thrown in a river, mm. and uh, in a wakes swamp, up. and wakes up, and he looks like Solomon Grundy. He's That's like... Cool. He's all grey and he's got his shirt ripped open. He's got like white hair that's all a mess and yeah. he's just moaning. Apparently he's made friends with the Riddler, forgetting. Solomon Grundy <laughs> is one of the best things about the Justice yeah. League cartoon. No, yeah, Solomon Grundy's always great. Not in the comics and also yeah. they couldn't really work out his size in the video games. Oh, no, because you got to make him massive. No, you don't have to. Yeah, they always do. Yeah, they, like they, seem to. they seem to like, have a thing about him being They put him on Killer Croc scale and King Shark scale, don't they? Yeah. But um, they're also doing Professor Pig. Next and Gotham this series. The butcher. Yeah, you know, no, you know the what singing guy who likes oh, to mutilate yeah. people and he wears a pig mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Professor Pig. God, it's weird that we know so many Batman villains. <laughs> I can't believe that because when I was playing the Bat Arkham Knight and mm. Professor Pig turns up, I was like, "What the? F- that that is obscure." Yeah, they've got him in the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we going to get the Lego Professor Pig? <laughs> just I don't, think, I don't think we ever will, just because there was also a rape storyline for him. Yay, rape. That was like the go-to thing for Paul so, Dean. Deathstroke's a paedophile. Yeah, he is. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, like, is there anything you're looking forward to in the next few weeks? We've got... Thor Ragnarok, that's all we care Thor, about. Thor Ragnarok, and we've got Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. Um, Power Rangers Turbo. 
Are there any games coming out in the next few days? I can't afford them. Whatever there are. There's I'm, Mario Odyssey's out next week. Yeah, Mario Odyssey is On the out 27th. Yeah. Can't afford it. So Apparently it's the perfect video game. Well, Edge always gives Mario games 10 out Yeah, but it also got Hitsumaku or whatever For Mitsu Magazine Gate 39 and 40. Yeah. yeah. Which is fucking great. Yeah, of course. But it's a big Nintendo game. Whenever Nintendo are doing well, people love their games more. But to yeah. be fair, so far on the Switch, everything I've had on it's been great, so... Fucking Mario Rabbids is surprisingly brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm thinking... Um, I'm thinking South Park next. But I'm going to wait until I've completed Prey. Mm. Um, I've got... I'm actually... I think that after I've done Prey, I'm going to stick to just playing a few SNES games. You need to play through some of the games you've already got. Yeah, no, I'm going to redo the... Well, I'm going to redo that piece of DLC I fucked up on Dark Souls 3. Well done. Yeah. It's my own fault. <laughs> Anyway. I rushed for it. I didn't really take anything in. I rushed for it trying to beat it and then just... I might redo Bloodborne as well. I wouldn't. No? It's too difficult. You don't like Bloodborne. It's too I'd difficult. Really, it's, too, it's super well, easy. I got further on that than I have on any Dark Souls game. So you got past the first level? Yeah. Um, I'd probably use it better on Lords of the Fallen as well. I don't like Lords of the Fallen, but I don't like Lords of the Fallen because you've got Dark Souls, which is like ballet, and then Lords of the Fallen is a mosh pit. Yeah, it doesn't really work. You don't have the same. I like, want one that's really easy. That's Lords of the want. Fallen. I try and dodge and I try and weave and like if someone has a oh, dominant hand, they attack. In it. <laughs> no, like if they have like in Dark Souls, if you if someone's swinging with their left hand, but they have like a downward stroking swing, you can duck under their left hand and stab them. Hmm. In Lords of the Fallen, if you duck under that hand, you'll somehow still take impact damage. Yeah, there's no there was no infinity um, invincibility frames, was there? It wasn't invincibility frames. It was just the fact that they didn't have really a damage radius. It was just all yeah, the Dark radius. Souls, when you roll, there's like a few frames yeah, no, in the roll yeah, where you're invincible. I'm more talking but Lords about Lords of the Fallen didn't have that at all. I'm more talking about damage. the fact that Dark Souls. It was just they programmed it so that a sword swing meant that in that arc you would yeah. get damage. And Bloodborne was all built around encouraging you to dive in and yeah. do damage. Dive well, in, get well, out. Bloodborne gave you a longer, a longer invincibility when you're dodging. Yeah, we had and the whole a, thing where like when the, you take damage, your health can recharge if you do yeah. damage. And you yeah. did the uh, you had the awesome counter attacks. Yeah, if you could get a shot off on certain enemies and then fucking stab them, it just did massive damage. Yeah. I fucking love Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Mm. I hope they're going to do a new game soon. I, I like Vampire when I play Bloodborne. I just can't play it. I'm not good yeah. enough. <laughs> they did that vampire game. I need to do a Mario. Mario Blood, Mario Souls game. Oh, that'd be fucking great. <laughs> well, Mario already is kind of like the Souls game, isn't it? Well, they were saying uh, loads of people wanted to do one that's um, Zelda, like a really dark Zelda game that's like got this Bloodborne Dark Souls style. To just take it. Breath of the Wild. Take Breath of the Wild and strip out any of the quest shit and just have it so that Breath of the Wild you have to survive and it's a like a journey adventure. to the west, like working through Hyrule Town. Yeah, no, 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 not even like that. Like you have a map, hmm. and instead of it having like like being as wide as it is, make it slightly narrower. But make it go on for like 200 miles. Mm. And it's just Link having to travel from one end to the other. And you can get horses, but horses die after a certain amount of time unless you give them your food. But if you give them your food, you may die. Oh. That'd be great. <laughs> I'd be into that. Just eat a pona. Yeah, there you go. You can. I'd, I'd make it so you can eat the horse and nice. use its resources to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you done? Yeah. Done. Oh, and you could, eat the, you could eat the monsters as well, but like you take on their traits. So yeah. you start looking like more, more monstrous. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm done. Souls. I'm done. That was Crit Apocalypse episode 75. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, my name is Matt. This is Ant. Ant, say hi. I'll go to do the introductions at the end yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Ant, say hi. Hi. Ant, where can we find you if we want to talk to you? 
other than here um, look below the podcast in the below description the podcast, you'll find that he has a twitter under LV54 Space Monkey is that correct? sure and I have a twitter under at Critapocalypse you also have YouTube I hear I have dabbled you've dabbled in YouTube mm. what is your YouTube? Um, PewDiePie PewDiePie yeah subscribe Melon I the subs at PewDiePie sucks dick uh, no, sorry. Actually, I wonder if anyone owns PewDiePie.com. Probably. And if I could redirect it to... <laughs> PewDiePie is... Uh, he is the... Racist. He's basically what the cancerous aspect of gaming is. Mm. Racist, stupid, belligerent little arsehole. Yeah. Who's entitled. Yeah. My mummy and daddy said that I'm the best at PUBG. His mummy and daddy probably disowned him by now. I think he probably did. Yeah. It's like his girlfriend left him, didn't she? Hopefully, she, he's got a different one now. Oh, I don't know. I don't we'll find like, out. He's in I don't wish bad on the guy because I think that he might actually be a nice person. I think he's just been fucking horribly corrupted by all this shit. Yeah, YouTube's just fucking corrupted him. All the people that are on YouTube, they were only perfectly nice people at one point, and then YouTube just corrupted them. There's a disturbing amount of racists, or at least. The guys who like to use the racist talking points as if they're intelligent, making intelligent arguments and then they, they're not. The fucking point is that we're all part of the same fucking species. So what the fuck does it matter what colour we come in? Apart from Tories. Apart from Tories. Anyway. They're lizard people. Bye. Alex Jones knows that. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Have, a nice, have a nice fortnight. We'll see you in a couple Bye. of weeks. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Love you. If you're listening this far, remember the secret word of the day is sphincter. 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 Yeah. Schwinter, mon linker, jada vinker. Shall I read my song again? No. I'll do my song again? No. No, come on.